Monday morning, Monday morning. Uh, good morning, Lot of What's up? It's 5 a.m. Are you guys uh, getting up, being productive? Or are you guys laying in bed and, um, you know, deciding to do something? You know, let's not forget to not be little girls, you know. And you know what I mean by that. I'm not going to repeat the word. Um, let's continue to be productive every day. Let's continue to stack those wins on a daily. Uh, stack them in a weekly. Stack them on a monthly. And then, you know, let's beat the year and stack the yearly wins. But with that being said, this is your host, MP, and behind the scenes. AZ. And today we have another interview. This is actually one uh, that was kind of last minute, but it worked out perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is a guy that I'm kind of looking up to now because he's on the same space that I'm trying to be in, which is the podcast uh, industry. Uh, he's already found su- success in the podcast industry. I'm obviously working my way up there. Um, but, you know, without further ado, here's my guest, um, yeah. Nomo from the Lit Outlet podcast. Yes, sir. What's popping? It's your boy Moses, a.k.a. Nomo, right here chilling in the Land and Wealth podcast. Thank you for having me, dog. appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you for stopping by, bro. You know, uh, I feel like, you know, when it comes to these, uh, mostly in our industry, <clears throat> when you have a lot of subscribers, sometimes you don't want to mess with the little guy, you know? So I appreciate you taking the time and coming over oh, here to... Man. Yeah, know, it's crazy. It's us. crazy you said that because I usually tell people that because I consider myself a, a super small channel too, a small creator still. Really? Yeah. I th- man, well, I see you, and I'm like, okay, that's our next like, that's our next milestone or our next two milestones. You know, we're we're only not that far away, but we're yeah. kind of far. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I, yeah, I would say I consider myself still like a new channel because I feel like my channel transforms every few months. Like it's still changing, so it's always in. It's like. To me, it's still like a baby, you know. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and not only that, but we're kind of we're in the same community too. We're both Chicanos, right? right? We're both both first generation Mexican Americans, um, and we're both doing podcasts, right? And then right. not only that, but we've already kind of had the same guests, right? I had Bozo on not too long ago. You had Bozo. I don't know how long. Yeah, I had Bozo. I had Bozo twice. So okay. I, had, I had Bozo maybe like a year a year ago, and then I had him uh, maybe eight months ago four months, uh, six months ago. But you know, shout out to Bozo, man, because he's also a guy that's like you know he's well known. And he definitely brought a lot of traffic, and I've gotten a lot of uh, success just from interviewing him because that uh, Bozo actually changed my life too. When I interview him, like I don't know, I just feel like I was on a different, different tip, and he kind of like you know sometimes you need to get slapped around by your bigger brother, yeah, but not physically, just verbally, and like he kind of like straightened some things out in my head that that I had going on. So uh, I, a big shout out to Bozo, you know. Oh yeah, not only that, but I, I mean, I kind of. <clears throat> uh, Found out about you through him because when I was gonna interview him, I'm mm-hmm. like, let me look up some of the older interviews, yeah, and you came up, smart, right? And then, like I said, I seen yours, and I'm like, damn, I actually like his podcast. It's one entertaining, and one it's, um, you know, I could actually sit there and uh, watch it. Yeah. So, uh, but other than that, let me get a little bit about your background, bro. Mm-hmm. Where did where do you come from? How was your childhood? And then you know, we'll work we're, we'll work our way up to how you got into podcasting. All right, cool. Uh, so, um. <clears throat> my parents are from Mexico. My dad's from Nayadi. My mom's from Zacatecas. And they, they both came over and they were around. My mom came when she was nine and my dad came when he was 12. Uh, they showed up to like Pico Rivera, East LA area. <clears throat> my mom, a little bit more like South Central, maybe Southgate area too. But I have like, you know, I'm first generation. So like, uh, I was telling you before the podcast that like our parents sometimes want to raise us like we're still in the rancho, rancho yeah. and shit, but it's not their fault because that's all they know, right? Of course. So I came up with that old school Mexican mentality, you know, getting hit, getting hit with a special belt when you fuck up. <laughs> you know, I'm a middle child, you know, I have an older sister, younger brother. Uh, but I was really into baseball for a long time and supposedly like for a long time because I was really good. I'm, I'm, I'm a bigger Mexican dog. I'm yeah. 6'2, I'm 300 pounds, you know, like I was always a big boy and so. I was supposed to be a professional baseball player, dog. I'm still pretty good. Uh, I'm not as good as I, I should have been. But when that fell off, you know, I was, like, kind of lost for a little bit, dog. 
And I don't know what to do with myself, but I've always had this love for like hip hop and also like underground culture, like anti culture, like fuck the police, let's go tag, let's go drink, let's go get fucked up, let's do some crazy shit, you know? Like me too, yeah. Um, I just I just didn't love uh, structure when it came to like people telling me what to do, so I would just lean the opposite direction, and then you know that led me into, into some trouble, and uh, ended up in jail when I was eighteen. I got a strike and a felony right out the gate. You know, I went to jail and shit. We got this stupid deal where, like, they, that first, the first deal they gave us, like, they were like, you're going to do five years in prison, strike and felony. And I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't know you could say, like, no. So, yeah. <laughs> so the fucking, uh, the public defender, she's all like, oh, uh, you had a public defender? You didn't even have a lawyer. Yeah, but she was really nice. She hooked me up, dog. Well, I have, I have a crimey. So my crime partner had just had a baby. And he goes, hey, fool, we got to take this next deal because I can't go down for five years. I want to be out for my baby. So the next deal, they're like, we're going to give you six months, but you have to take the strike and the felony, and then you'll be out in three. So to me, I don't understand, I didn't understand the strike and felony thing, how much it, w- it would affect me. But we took that deal, you know, did our time, came out. And then I went to a American Career College, dog, because I was, you know, sitting down watching Maury or Jerry Springer, like at 10 in the morning, in my fucking 20s and shit, eating cereal. <laughs> and I couldn't get a job. Well, I applied to McDonald's. I applied to all these fucking places. Like, where can I work? Well, I want to work, right? And But what I did know is I didn't want to do construction, dog. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm big, but I'm lazy, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so I went to ACC and I went to, um, I got this program, so optical dispensing, which is like sending glasses at the eye doctor. Yeah. So I did that for 12 years. On, and they don't, those businesses are really small businesses. Unless you work for like lens crafters, but they don't check your background. Mm. So I was flying low key. And then what that taught me is uh, customer service, communication and sales, you know, and I feel like in podcasting, like being able to carry a conversation, uh, lead the conversation is I owe that all to like getting that job because, you know, I'm supposed to convince people to buy something that they need. Of course. But my job is to like break it down into like kid language so they can understand it and tell them why they need it. Right. So, like, I like to live my life in the fifth grade vocabulary for the most part. You have to create – this is how sales work. And I, and you could correct me if I'm wrong because, obviously, you, you're going to have more experience than I do, right? You create a problem. You take away the problem for them to, you know, want to 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 find a solution, right? right. And then you sell them the solution right back again. Yeah, but right? it's, al- it's also very easy because uh, people come to the eye doctor because they have an eye problem. Of course. Some so, people, they already have a problem. Yeah, some people come just because they have to, right, for school or for the DMV, whatever. Those people are different. But most people come because they can't see and shit. Mm. So, it's not even difficult to sell. Yeah. You're, you're already there like, and this is for you. I've been wearing glasses since I was 12 and I wear contacts, right? And so, I know I'm like, I know the experience of the up and down, learning how to wear contacts and not wanting, wanting to wear glasses. So, and I, I consider myself pretty swaggy, so I was really good at selling old ladies, like, expensive frames, you know, like Gucci and, like, fucking Tiffany frames, whatever the most expensive shit it was. I like that because I'm also very, like, uh, I like accolades. I like trophies. I like being the top salesman. I like being the best at what I do. That's right. You know, like, I'm very ambitious. When Whatever I do, I want to be the best. You, you like competition. Me? I love competition, dog. Competition, you know, like, uh, iron sharp, sharp as iron. You feel me? Like, Hell yeah. I like to go up against the best at whatever I do, you know? And, and and I love being the underdog. Sometimes when you're, like, on top, you get a little lazy. And I already have a problem with being lazy. Facts. It's it's something we talk about in entrepreneurship, too, bro. Um, that when you're on top, when you have momentum, you, you kind of... It gets to your head and you start, yeah. you're, 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 you're not human, the same, you're human, you know, know what I'm saying? That's why we need that competition. That's why people say your best friend's your enemy because yeah. your enemy's only going to get you like to be better. Like you said, yeah. a, a knife to a knife, it's going to sharpen each other. Do you know uh, Patrick Bet David? Yeah. So I, studied, I love that guy, bro. It's it's funny because my, my, uh, my content is really like uh street shit, you know, street shit or homie shit or like, you know, I like to big up my community, Southgate, shout out to Southgate, everybody from Southgate listening shit, anybody from the Southeast LA area. Um, but a lot of the content I, I consume is like Patrick Bet David with this who says like choose your enemies wisely. You feel me? Like you have to have an enemy or a 
even if it's a, a make-believe one, yeah. like what you're going up against. Because if you're just kind of lollygagging and just kind of like walking through life with no aim, that opens the door for like depression, anxiety. Like, you know, they say uh, depression is like when you focus on what happened in the past and anxiety is you being worried about the future. Yeah. You know, so if you're always locked in on something, like usually you'll be you'll be good. Because I've, I've, you know, as, as a grown-ass Mexican man, we're not supposed to talk about this shit, but like depression is real. You know, anxiety nah, is we, real. No, we can talk about it, bro, because at the end of the real. day, that's what I'm trying to preach is like trying to be real about everything and, and trying to talk about like entrepreneurship. Because at the end of the day, entrepreneurship is the most mind fucking game yeah. you could ever be in. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then uh, going to Patrick Bed David, bro, that's actually my idol. Oh, yeah. So I, I fuck with him heavy. The reason why Latin Wealth Club is Latin Wealth Club is because of value attainment. Yeah, fuck, fuck with You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be the value attainment of the Chicano scene. Yeah. Like I'm trying to get to that point. And that's like the that. reason why I actually started my podcast was literally solely based off patrick ben david okay yeah like i've i've bro i've i've my goal i told my girlfriend this since i started i was like my goal is to one day get a call from him like hey we like what you're doing can we interview you that'd be dope like that's like my ultimate goal right there you know what i'm saying so it's kind of cool that i didn't even know this that you you listen to him too yeah um but with that being said bro when did you actually start getting into podcasting uh you know what i've always i did music before podcasting so whenever i like something i'm the type of guy to be like you know what i think i could do that and i could do it at a high level so i was renting music for a long time before i went to jail me and the homies would like rap in a little closet and put our music on myspace and shit like that and oh you're that old yeah myspace my, i'm fucking 30 i'm 33 <laughs> now i'm about to be 34 so I'm a, I'm a i'm a 90s baby you know that's right um so like you know we had some good amongst our small circle of friends, you know, maybe like 200, 500 people. Cause I was part of a, a party crew back in high school. Yeah. Um, and the flyer parties. Yeah. So we're the stud muffins dog and we grew up pretty fast. It was, it was just supposed to be a joke. Even the name who stud muffins is stupid as fuck, but yeah, it was funny. I like being funny. I love comedy. And then we transitioned into tagging and tag banging, I guess. And, um, so we, I started off with music and then I went to jail, came back, folk. I had a son at 20, 19. I was 19 years old, 20 years old when I had my son. He's, he's, he's 13 now, right? Shout out to him. Yeah. Shout out to my boy. So ever since he was born, I'm like, all right, I'm going to drop all my hobbies and just focus on work. And for like that 12, 12 or 13 years, I just went to ACC and I got a job and I just did that. But for a long time, dog, at my job, I was miserable, fool. Like I hate working for other people. I hate people telling me when I could go to lunch, when I could take a shit, when I could go take a piss, when I could go home, when I have to show up, when I have to wake up. Like all that shit is kind of whack to me. You feel me? Like, but I knew it's necessary. So my plan was always to do shit on the side to get me out of my job. So I've done, I've sold life, life insurance. Uh, you Primerica know, or WFG? I did WFG for a year. Me too. Which, which I fucking love, dog. I love. You learn so much from them, bro. It's wild. I got, dude, I got financially literate because of WFG. That too, right? You learn about like, you know, the, the rule 72 and all this cool yeah. stuff about money. But it really gave me an opportunity to like learn about myself. They recommended all these books mm. and videos. I started watching Jim Tracy videos and all these like motivational shit. Hell yeah. Uh, I got into the gym for a minute. I lost like a lot of weight. Um, but what I didn't like is the selling part because it's really hard. Because you, yeah. you, with WFG or any any life insurance thing, you have to sell to your inner circle. Like your homies and your family are going to be mo- usually your customers, right? Of course. And nobody would buy, dog, because nobody believes in life insurance. No one understands it. Yeah, it's too complicated. You know, it's not something that we talk about at the kitchen table. You feel me? Yeah. We talk about our, the cheese, the cheese that's going on in the family. Well, mostly being Hispanics, bro. What we're taught to not talk about three things: money, religion, and politics. Facts, facts, facts. And it's it's crazy to me because most Mexicans, like we have, uh, we have ide- the same <laughs> ideologies. We just never express them. So that way, that way, that's why we always think everyone's against each other. But in reality, we all think the same. Yeah, most Mexicans were conservative, dog. We think about God and family, right? But, Definitely. But we, for some reason, always vote Democrat. I would. They, they dangle this carrot in front of us, this fucking promise that 
And then, you know, I don't vote, fool. I, this is the first year I'm going to vote. But I, I registered. You could vote. I was going to say, Bozo, well, I, I Bozo could, informed us that any felon could vote. So. Now, yeah, yeah. So before I couldn't vote. So I was like, I can't even vote. So who gives a fuck, you know? Yeah. But now that new law came into effect that we could vote now. So I've been Patrick McDavid and shit. I'm not a Republican. I mean, um, I don't want anyone to call myself an independent. I'm me. You feel me? So I'll vote for whoever has the same. Uh, I'm a vote for people who I think are going to benefit me, which now I'm in business, right? I'm trying to get into more into business. This is a business. Podcasting is a business, right? Yeah. So whatever, whatever is going to benefit me, that's what I'm a vote for, right? That's what I could say, man, is read the, po- read the policies and then see how it'll affect either your wallet or your family and then make your decision based off of that. Because at the end of the day, uh, what, what's important to you? Is it your family and your wallet or is it what other people are feeling that, you know, or fighting for certain things? Yeah, dog. So then, um, the, the lit outlet was a record, a record label first. So I had two artists. I had a reggaeton artist, I had an R and B artist, and then I had a uh, the homie was my engineer. So we were rent, we were rent studio time, right? We were rent studio time, and then um, it got too expensive. And then on the free time, like say I rented like a six hour block of studio time, and we had like an hour left or two hours left. I'm all like, fuck it, let me get in the booth and spit some shit. And I'll freestyle some shit, and I put out like four songs that I thought were cool at the time, and now I listen to them and they're fucking cringy. Uh, but I, I, let, I let them rock, you know, I let them rock or whatever. But yeah, so, uh, the music game is a very long process. It's a, it's a business in itself and it was an expensive hobby at one point. So I had to kind of make a transition and I was always into like, uh, Joe Rogan, uh, and no jumper. I was before Adam 22 became a weirdo. Um, so I was really into that shit. So then I started, I started the podcast and my first co-host was, uh, the game, the rapper is his cousin was uh, Gregory Greens. And we did like four or five episodes, but like logistically, he lived in the Bay, I lived in LA, and we were doing like one episode a month. And I knew I wanted to transition to more episodes, so yeah, uh, he kind of just like said he doesn't want he didn't want to do it no more. So I kept doing it, and I, I transitioned into interviews, dog. Um, so I just started doing interviews, and then you know I used to pay someone to uh, record me, I used to pay someone to do my audio, I used to pay somebody to do all my shit, and then I left the glasses industry, the eye, the eye doctor shit, and I started truck driving. So 12 hour days, six days a week, dog. So I had the money to pay for these fools. And eventually like that shit didn't work out either. Um, cause I, I, I switched over cause I wanted to spend more time with my son. Where, I was going to say, where did it not work out? Was it cause it, was it cause it was affecting family time? Or? Yeah. And then one time I almost crashed. Like I fucking jackknife on the freeway and that shit was scary as fuck. What's that? Like I fucking, my, my car, my cab was like facing this way and the car kept going this way. And I was on a, on the 16 when you turn like this. And a big ass semi truck? Yeah. And I had a double, I had a double. So I had two fucking, we used to carry rocks and gravel and shit. No, mind but just. I was empty, dog. I was empty. So my shit just fucking jackknife and I fixed it, whatever. Boom, kept going. And I was like, damn, like this is, this is a, it's a lot more dangerous than. Was like, it because of the wind? Nah, I think I, I think I fucked up. Because oh, okay. when you're empty, you're not supposed to do certain things. And then my shit just like, I looked in the rear view mirror and your car is supposed to be lined like this. And one of my shit was sideways. So I tried to correct it. And then I went sideways to correct the back. Damn. But um, anyways, it didn't work out. So then I'm all like, fuck, what am I going to do? Like, what do I really want to do? You know, like, you know, I'm t- I'm young. I got to make a move now. You know, I was like, what, 30 when I start, when I made the decision. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go heavy into the podcast shit. And so far, like. It took me a while to get monetized. I've been monetized for a year. Uh, and then I want to I want to say this to all the people out there thinking about starting a podcast or a YouTube channel or anything like that. Like, you're not going to make money for a long time, dog. Oh, shit, unless unless you're like a clickbait channel. Right. Yeah. yeah or yeah, like yeah. Uh, you all you focus on is like drama and stress and shit like that, which I, I, it is entertaining, but it's not something I want to be known for. You feel me? So I like to interview people with interesting stories regardless where they come from. You feel me? Um. But yeah, then I've been doing podcasts on and off for six years, but I've been on a tip where I haven't missed the episode for like maybe two years every week. And now I'm doing two episodes a week. That's really um, but anyways, bro, so 
when you got into the podcast realm, and like you said, you know, you don't make money, a lot of money um, when you're first starting out. What kept you motivated? What kept, what kept the faith going? Because at the end of the day, we've been into this for a whole year now, right? We haven't made a single dollar either. Right. I'd, I could easily say it's been a, a burden in my wallet. Facts. I could, I could, I could say that. You know, it's an expensive hobby, just yeah. exactly what you said. Um, but what kept you motivated and like, you know what, I'm going to continue with this until one day it gets monetized. Um, you know, whenever you start something, dog, like at first you're going to suck, but the person, the, the moment you lose is when you quit. So I'm not really a quitter when it comes to certain things, but I just feel like in the long run, this will be, uh, I want to make money for doing something that I like. You know, my dad's a, my dad's a street vendor for that fool sells hats and like baseball gloves and bats. And he's been doing it for 25 years, dog. So I get that hustle from my dad where he doesn't make a lot of money. This fool works seven days a week. He has a regular job Monday through Friday and on the weekends he sells hats and shit. Right. So I have this thing where, like, um, if that fool could, you know, sacrifice all this time and money, then I could do it, too. And what, what am I really doing? Fool, I'm already sitting down talking on the microphone. It's not, it's not as physically, you know, demanding as demanding a, as, as, a, as other jobs, fool. Yeah. You know, but I've tried it all, dog, and I feel like podcasting has really, like, um, you know, it's it's a, it, it has, you have a lot of free tools to help you. With, like, you have Instagram and social media that can really, like, you know, uh, help you push it. So it's just something I enjoy doing. And um, you, I have a feeling it's gonna work out. I yeah. just, I just looking forward. I well, think, I think it's gonna work out. It is working out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You already got into the point where you're you're monetized. You already got into the point where you're making some type of uh, revenue. Right. You know what I'm saying. So it it is working out for you. And you know, going back to your parents or your dad being a street vendor, you know, now that I think about it, my parents were never street vendors, but they they used to sell at the swap meet. Yeah, right here at Harbor uh, Harbor College. I used to work at the Swami. My dad had a stand at the uh, Paramount Swami. Yeah, so um, no, I just think it's crazy how I feel like we all kind of have the same story. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And if if it wasn't our, um, you know that we that we were around when our parents were doing that, we know that our parents did something to like sell something to you know make yeah, some extra supplement income. Supplement their income. Yeah, bro. Because I remember. Well, at least I remember my mom used to sell like shoes and mm. stuff like that. Like we used to pull up to a Harbor uh, College every morning, and then I used to buy the. The little, what are those things called that you throw and they 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 pop? A uh, little pops. The little are they the little pop? Yeah, it just little, says pop on the yeah, box. Yeah, it says pop. Yeah, bro, <laughs> I used to buy those all the time. Like I, every morning, I used to tell my mom, "Can I go buy some? Give me like some money to go buy some." Because yeah, I used yeah. to just hit up the the corner of the swap me and go over there buy some. And then I used to be a little kid, just boom, boom, boom. Because my mom used to sell things over there, bro. Um, now going to that, how was it having a father that that does street vending, bro? Was it a little um? Was it like, did you ever get bullied for something like that? Because, you know, um, it could be difficult, you know, with other kids maybe knowing or whatever. Nah, to me, it was dope because uh, my dad was like, he, he's not money hungry. Like, he'll, mm. I always had like a good glove, good shoes and whatever, because my dad will get like something. He'll find a deal on some gloves that's supposed to be 400 bucks, 300 bucks, and he'll sell it for like 280, 270. So our hats, like this hat's supposed to be 50 bucks. If you go to Liz, we sell it for 35. So my Ooh. dad has always been the guy to like, hey, we're going we're gonna to give you high quality, not no fake shit, like some real fucking branded shit. And we're gonna give you a good price. So people, a lot of people love my dad. Oh, so he 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 came in the game, totally different. Yeah, undercutting everybody and Fuck. shit. And then um, you know, right now where he's at a park in uh in Boyle Heights, he sells at a. It's called Ramon Garcia Park, but everyone calls it Fresno or Eloyo. Yeah. And so my dad plays baseball to this day. He still plays baseball at the men's league. So he'll play baseball, and then as soon as this game is over, he'll open up his shop. And we started. We started when I was like five years old. This fool used to sell tools, and we used to go down downtown where the old Sears building is, and all those little factories and. He will sell tools out of the trunk of our Astro van, and I'll be in the backseat just watching all the transactions like a little fucking cat, just like watching and studying like what my dad has to do and say to make this who buy something. And my dad taught me how to like, you know, you have to treat your customers nice. You got to remember their names. He, he will let people like, all right, pay me next week type shit, which is like, damn, fool, I would never do that. But of like, course. My dad understands the hustle, the grind, right? So um, 
you know, it, it was dope because uh, my dad's always been known as the guy that like, oh, he'll hook me up. Oh, you know, Chalio, Chalio Sporting Goods, whatever, boom, boom. And fools our age still go to this fool and buy a hat every week. Like they get their paycheck, they go get a fresh hat. You know, like you get a fresh pro club. My dad was a fresh hat guy. So I've always had cool hats, too. And I've Are you always, a Raider fan? I'm a Raider fan. Dog. That's right. Are you a Raider fan too? Hell yeah, bro, Hell for yeah, life, bro. Yeah, yeah, Come on, bro. That's the, origi- that's the original nation, the only nation. Raider I was going to say it, bro. That shit runs through my veins, bro. Like, ooh. Like, yeah. Don't even get me started on the Raiders, bro. That's like the only team I have like that loyalty for. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a Dodgers, Lakers guy, right? But yeah, when it comes to way. the Raiders, bro, it's like I have an attachment that's crazy, bro. Because, But it comes from my dad. It comes from down in Mexico, actually. Okay. Yeah, he, he said that it's because, uh, you know, the first Mexican-American coach and stuff Quarter, like that. Like Quarterback, coach. You know, you, you start hearing about all that in Mexico. You're like, hey, what the hell? Yeah, they fuck with us. Yeah, they mess with us. Yeah, Al Davis would stop going to uh, – he wouldn't play in cities where, like, uh, they will make the, the black people and the white people separate or, like, not go to the same tunnel. Like, he was like, nah, I'm, I'm not playing in that city. Like, Al Davis has been known to, like, you know. Well, he was a great guy, bro. Now – your your dad on the um, on the other hand he sells these hats and stuff like that. Is that how you actually got introduced to business? Because I, I mean you did mention that you would see the transaction and stuff like facts, that, and I could facts. say the same too. Um, when my mom used to sell at the swap meet, that's kind of how I got into business. But then it wasn't until I was eight, and I posted this uh, uh the other day where I talked about how I made my first thousand dollars. I was eight years old and I sold candy to my cousins because mm. my grandpa had passed away, and we used to, we're Catholic, right? So we did uh, rosarios. Cada, cada redness. So every Friday, bro, we were at my grandma's house praying. Yeah. And my little cousins would always be like, oh, we want to go to the gas station. We want to go to the store to buy snacks. But no one wanted to take them because one, the parents didn't want to spend money and they yeah, didn't want to yeah. take them. Thanks. Right. So I seen a problem and I brought the liquor store to them. Right. right. And then I made, what, a thousand bucks in like roughly three months. Um, and I was only eight years old, but my mom taught me a very important lesson of reinvesting all your profits. Mm. And you know what I'm saying? And, I, and, and the funny part is that I never made a correlation until right now speaking to you that my mom was teaching me business because she used to run a business. Facts, facts. So she knew how to run a business. And it's funny because till this day, whenever I have an issue with my business, guess who's the first one I'm calling? My mom. My mom. Yeah. So is that the same way with you? Like when you have a business question or anything like that, is, are you calling your dad for some, some guidance, some advice? You know, I've worked for my dad since I was five years old. So like I would say maybe 18, 19 when I moved out because I had my son. So I was his like apprentice. He would leave. He would leave me sometimes. I had to run the store myself. And growing up, I always understood Spanish. Spanish was my first language. But then you go to school and you learn English and they don't teach you Spanish no more. So for a while... My Spanish wasn't wasn't really good, so I had to learn Spanish all over again. Were you becoming an osabo? I was, fool. But, like, you know, dealing with nothing but old Mexican men buying hats, like, I had to learn Spanish all over again. Um, but, you know, one of my favorite things I remember now that, like, especially in the beginning when we were selling tools, I used to love coming home with my dad on Friday night after selling and counting the money. Mm. That was my favorite thing to do because he'll have, like, a wad. And it'll be 20s, 5s, and 10s. It wasn't anything, like, nothing crazy, but, like, counting $500. Like, I don't know, having it in my money, seeing seeing what it produced was like, damn, we're rich. Let's go to fucking Disneyland. And he goes, no, like 80% of that, we got to go buy more tools to have more money again. And I was always like, damn, this fucking sucks, dog. Like, I want to go spend this money now. And he goes, no, yeah, but if we spend this money, we're not going to have money to go re-up. So um, I took that into, because I used to also sell candy in high school. But be- before I started selling candy, I was selling weed and shit. And then at one point, I was selling both. <laughs> so I, I will sell, like, I'll sell you a Nick bag or a dime bag in nutrition. And by lunch, you were hungry. Now I'll have the munchies. So That's I'll, right. I will, the, I will create this, like, little ecosystem and shit. No, 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 no. A monopoly, my a, boy. A monopoly, you yeah. know? Yeah. So food will come by, by lunch. And then at one point, I remember this fucking big, you know, I'm big too. So I could say some big, fat fucking assistant principal saw me one day. And I was, I used to always on purpose wear my Southgate baseball hat for the base, the high school team, my jersey, and I would take my, my duffel bag. Yeah. But, but duffel bag would be just full of candy. And people, you know who did that too? 
You're looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> I used to play ball too. I, I played travel ball up until high school. And then after high school, I pretty much got into business. But that's funny you say that because I was the same way, bro. I had my, I had my, I had a Pedro hat on. And then uh, I wouldn't wear the jersey. I would just wear like a like a workout of a workout shirt. And I had a big ass duffel bag, yeah. and I swear to God, I had like the thirty pack of candies in there, and I yeah. was selling for a dollar. So I was making I was making bank, right? And then one time he comes up like, "Hey, you can't sell at school." I'm all like, and then on the on the, on the dime, I'm all like, "Oh, it's because uh, I'm raising money for the baseball team." Oh, the baseball team. Let me get three. So then this, <laughs> this fool, uh, this fool, this big fat fool, will buy nothing but king size. I was selling king size Reese's and Snickers and whatever other bar I could get my hands off from Costco. Yeah, and sell them for a dollar, you know. So that's a good deal. So. You know, it, it's kind of lying. I was misleading him and shit like that. But the grind was there because I knew my dad's business was it was not legit, legitimate as far as like business licenses and paying taxes or whatever for a long time. Now, now he's straight. He figured it out how to like the pay, LLC and all that. Yeah. Like pay to paying taxes, basically, you know. Uh, So we I, I knew it was illegitimate and he had to kind of like bend the truth sometimes, especially when you're starting off. Of course. Uh, So I learned that from him and shit like that. But like the grind, dog, the grind. My dad to this day still does it. Dog. He's 62 years old and he's still grinding and shit, you know. Well, let's talk about the podcast now, bro. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to reset that one real quick. Bro, what is going on? There's I'm no sorry. way you hired a construction crew outside, yeah. bro. It's like <laughs> maybe that one, maybe that one. The jackhammer is <laughs> <Jack> crazy. <laughs> going to the podcast, bro. When did when did the podcast actually start growing? Who was your first big guest? And uh, when did you actually say, you know what, I'm not gonna quit? I mean, when when you first after you got monetized, were you like, was there more gas on the pedal, or was there like kind of like slowed down? Like what happened there? Uh, you know, in the, in the beginning, dog. No one wanted to be on my podcast, right? And I understand because uh, there's the reach wasn't there. I wasn't getting impressions, reach. I, nobody was watching my shit. So yeah. it was so hard to get guests. Fool. So I, like maybe the first year, I just interviewed the homies. I interviewed the homie Nelson who who lost his leg in a motorcycle accident. I'm like, oh, cool story. Let's do that. Homies that were trying to do rapping. I will interview a bunch of like, well, yeah, nobody's, but they're the homies. And to me, it was like, you know what? I'm going to learn with these fools. I'm going to learn how to podcast, the art of conversation, the art of like trying not to cut people off, being a good listener. Because I think podcasting is more about listening than talking. You know, a lot of times, a lot of fools want to like over talk on the episode, especially when you have a guest, like let the get the people that are going to watch are probably usually going to be there to listen to the guests. Right. And I, I, I would have this problem of cutting people off a lot. Cause I would want to get my point across, you know, cause I would get excited. I would jump the gun and shit like that. So I had to grind my gears, rewatch. Cause I edit my own episodes. So I would watch like, damn, I cut this fool off in the middle of a story right there. Like, fuck, that would have been a good clip or whatever. Um, <clears throat> so I would just hope and pray dog and grind to like, man, hopefully I get, I want more views, man. This is growing. I need, I, once I get monetized, it's going to be over. And then like I started getting monetized. I'm like, fuck, $30 a month, $20 a month. Like, damn, like it's not even everything I expected. Right. It's, it's not profitable. <clears throat> yeah. And like the slow grind, you know, the slow grind is something that it's like a, it's something you got to fall in love with, uh, you know, brick by brick, penny by penny and shit like that. But now I'm at a point where a year ago I was hoping and praying to be at where I am at now. But I'm already looking forward again. I never like get comfortable. I never get like uh, happy or satisfied. You know, yeah. I'm always looking for like the next the next shit. Yeah. But um, yeah, dog. now that I'm monetized, I'm getting kind of more views. There's I have a couple of videos in the last month that like 700,000 on TikTok. Fucking when I interviewed uh, Alex and Amorado, two hundred and fifty thousand on Instagram, which Instagram is the hardest one to get views on. Um, you know, like I started seeing like, okay, this is what the people want. You know, supply and demand. They want these stories. This is what people want to want to talk about. Like, let me get these guests. And what I offer people is, um, you know, you're gonna get high quality clips. You're gonna get like a week or two worth of content, and all you gotta do is show up for an hour, and I'll take care of the rest. Do you think uh, his activism is kind of controversial? Oh, it's very controversial, but I'm all for it, dog. I support Alex and Amorado because f from the sole fact that my dad's a street vendor, you know? Mm. My dad's been ro robbed at gunpoint. 
Um, no, one oh, was, shit. no one was there to help him. The cop showed up a couple hours later, didn't do shit. You know, the guy took my dad's money and he tried to take the truck, but he couldn't start it, so he bounced. So my dad, you know, the day my dad came home from that day, like he got robbed, my dad was like white. Like he just like he was he scared. Was pale, yeah. yeah, he was scared, fool. Like, and that shit pissed me off because, you know, a part of me is like, man, I'm gonna go find this fool and fucking, you know, do do what I gotta do. But yeah. You know, <clears throat> my dad still showed up next week or the next day and, and kept grinding and shit like that. And it's one of those things you just chuck it up to the game. Like, it's part of it's part of the game. You know, it's part of the business getting robbed. Eventually, someone was going to rob him, you know. And then <clears throat> we've, we've, had a, we've had the truck. Before we had a truck, it was a van. And that shit got robbed twice. They took the whole van, gutted it, and then we'll find it abandoned. So, and my dad kept going. So, like, <clears throat> and my dad could, like, re-up and, and, you know, do his thing all over again. I can too. So, like, you know, it's something where, like, I don't really... Me and my dad have an old school Mexican conversation. We just kind of like grunt at each other. We talk to each other, don't reply, but we understand what what's going on. Yeah, and you know, he to this day, he's a big help to me. No, nah, man, I'm just asking because I know what me. <clears throat> well, me and Alex have bumped heads. Okay, uh, I called them out on a podcast one time because why don't you like Alex? I do like him, and I, I I like him for what he stands for, what he's doing in that sense. I don't like him because he's promoting socialism, though. Oh yeah, but so. That no, that was the debate. The debate was had nothing to do with what he was doing. Yeah, but I saw a comment the that, debate, you, that you left on something. It said keep him. Yeah, well, it was because <clears throat> I feel like too. I feel like some of the videos he's done were out of um, out of proportion. What do you mean? Like, bro, he's going on people's property. Like, you're you're kind of like, <clears throat> you're kind of like yes, you're you're going against racist people. You're doing the right thing. You're protesting and stuff like that. But there's a certain. I feel like there's a certain line where it's like, when does it become assault or when does it become like? You're doing too much. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. But, and but, and I feel like not to cut you off. And, and like I said, I like what he's doing, right? Because now, now he's, when you just told me about your dad and stuff like that, obviously, yeah. bro, people need that. We need that protection, mostly in our community, right? Mostly with con gente que que viene de de México que es muy humilde que a lo mejor no sabe cómo hablar inglés. You know, they need some form of protection. Right. You're 100 percent right, and I and I agree with that. But it comes to the point where it's like, damn, bro, like. You're, you're you're going extreme. Like I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like he just started going too much. Yeah, and I think that's where it kind of messed up. To me, dog, if he doesn't do it the way he does, I feel like people are people are still getting robbed. People are still getting whatever oh, yeah. mishandled and, and disrespected. Yeah, yeah. But now there's like you, the people who are gonna thinking about doing something to a street vendor now, now have to be like, okay, if I do this and I get caught, they're gonna be at my house. Or if I do something racist, mm. there, there's gonna be re- repercussions. Where at first people were doing, people have been doing shit to street vendors for thousands, you know, hundreds of years, whatever. Whatever since whenever people have been street. Oh vending. yeah, no long time. And now, now there's something that like if you do this shit, like the chances are you're gonna get caught. There's like a re- 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 uh, consequence to it. Yeah, because what they're doing to street vendors is wrong and it's heinous and it's a bad crime and it's of fucking course. it's like fucking aggressive. So you sometimes you gotta fight fire with fire. Yeah, and, and I I just dig how he like fuck it. Like what are you gonna do? Arrest me? Like fuck it. He's been yeah, arrested yeah. like a thousand times. He gets out the next day. Yeah. And uh, it's crazy fool because I know people in small businesses from my area that uh support Alex right. But they can't post nothing on Instagram as far as supporting him because uh, the the cops or the sheriffs tell him, like, hey, if you support this fool, whenever you fools call 911, we're not going to show up. Because the sheriffs hate that fool. The Ooh. cops hate him. The government hate him. Like I the, didn't know about that. Yeah. So, like, it's one of those things where, like, it's a dirty war. You know? Like, Damn. How, so, they're, they're, like, they're you, extorting you, people almost. You, you want to fight a war and you want to play by the rules when the opposition is not playing by the rules. So Oh, shit. Okay. You see, now I think now me learning more knowledge about... Damn, okay. Yeah, so like it's fucked up the way they uh they I didn't know that. they overdo their power, you know? Like the yeah. government, you know, sometimes when you're the big brother and you have a little brother, the little brother one day has to grow up and fucking sock his big brother back, dog, or just keep him in check. You still love him, you still need him. That's your family, you know, we're all family and shit, but like you can't keep getting punked like that. And I think Alex 
has the balls to do that shit, and that's why I support him. Right now, I haven't really talked a lot about Alex because they're still in the preliminary stages of his, yeah, yeah. Of his uh, you know, his whole thing, his whole situation. So they threw like, I don't know, 15, 16 different charges at him. Right now, they're going through preliminary, preliminary and the judge is throwing some shit out and keeping some shit. So once I find out what exactly he's going to be charged with or go to trial for, that's when I'm going to start talking about it. So I think, because uh, I did kind of keep up with him, um, do you think everything started changing when he started like attacking the cops, like their family members and stuff like that? What do you mean? I think, do you think that's when he started like... Well, what, what, what exactly do you mean? What situation um, did he attack a Wasn't cop? it... Not, not attack... He never attacked a cop, my bad. I, let me let me rephrase that. He never yeah. physically attacked a cop. He never did anything like that. What I'm saying is like he was going after his cop because I guess the cop's daughter did something. Um... Oh, she they beat up a street vendor or something? Something like or that. Or she got down. Uh or somebody, somebody Or they said they 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 verbally Oh yeah. So these, these three white girls um were being racist to yeah, the street hot yeah, dog yeah. vendor and then they, they took them they ate the hot dogs and didn't pay him and told him go back to your country. Yeah, and yeah, they like yeah, verbally yeah. assaulted like him that. and stole and then, money from him. Mm-hmm. And then and then he found out that one of the one of them was a daughter of like some like cop and then like he started going after the cop and then yeah. they, what I was gonna say, do you think all that bad like not bad karma or anything like that, but what I'm saying, do you think everything started to go downhill once he started messing with that one cop? Well, of course, because uh I feel like, you know, people need to be held accountable. Just because you're a cop doesn't mean that you don't abide by the same no, rules no, no, everybody of course. else does. Yeah. So he starts holding holding people accountable, but the the fucked up thing is that he's holding people accountable who have all the power. Like I can't lock you up right now. You can't throw me in jail right now, mm-hmm. but the cops can. And if I have a, I have a beef with a cop or a whole city or a fucking uh, uh, civil government, whatever it is, you know, like yeah. Riverside and shit. See, I never, you know what? And they have, they have the power to fuck you up. Yeah. And then what, what happens most of the time when you do that is you're not Alex Anamorado. If you do it to a regular person, who's going to stand up and protest for you? No one is. So they've been doing this for years. They've been doing this to a lot of people. And now just because you pick, you fuck with the wrong fool, now it's all over the place. And now you're, you're, you're going to have to switch up your game, you know, for a long time. I just had Matt Mohawk on the fucking podcast. And he he did a I did a clip yesterday where he goes in the 90s, the cops will beat you up, take your shit, put you in the cop car and drop you off. They will know you where you're from and they'll drop you off in your fucking enemy's neighborhood. Oh, yeah, yeah no, I know. And then I, a lot of people are like, oh, this is this is this is not true. The cops will never do that. They're good people. And then like there's like 500 comments like, yeah, that happened to me. Yeah, that happened, that happened to my uncle. It happened to my brother. The, my, the cops killed my the, the cops shot my brother, shot him 60 times. Like that's excessive. So. If you don't speak up about shit like that, dog, if you don't, like, bring up those facts that it does happen and have, like, stories to back it up, they're going to keep doing it, dog, you know? And it's, it's it's a form of activism where you're using social media to, like, um, to spread awareness. Because at the end of the day, I'm sure Alex would rather no one get robbed and no one get fucking assaulted than having to do what he has to do. But I, I, I just respect respect him so much because he's the one out there, like, fuck it, I'm going to sacrifice myself. Yeah, and I'm gonna be the, the voice of the people. No, you're right, and, and, and like I said, I just disagree with him when it comes to our. Uh, I guess you could say some of the political. Yeah, like he's a socialist. Stand. He should yeah. have told me he's a socialist. He believes in the, the people should own the means of production. Yeah, so I was trying to. I, I actually the re, the reason where this whole bumped heads came from was me calling him out to a debate <clears throat> on socialism versus capitalism, just based off the economic, um, you know, structures of them. Yeah, and he just didn't want to do it, and he ended up just making fun of me. <laughs> that's yeah. the so well, that's you know the, that's the Latino in you dog yeah, you know yeah, yeah, I, was gonna say, fun of you, I was gonna say like you know that's where we're, we bumped heads and that's where we never actually like had a good foot together you know what I'm saying but obviously when it comes to the activism part of it I thought it was great but some of the stuff I'd be like yo bro like yeah showed up to people's kinda, houses and then uh, yeah I, I, I like, was kind of like, like you're doing too much <laughs> I like it when he would show up with like a mariachi. Uh, yeah, her, that was cool. Bro. Or he'll sell tacos in front of your house and shit. Like that's a uh, you know thinking outside the box and it's dope. You know, and uh, I just thought I, it was kind of different when he would go up to him and like ah, like like 
when he would like when they were trying to get in their house or whatever, and he's like yelling at them. And it's like, I mean, he never I went. Think, ins- he never think, went inside nobody's house, but no, he, he would go not. to the front door and tell you to come outside and stop yeah. being a bitch, right? Catch these hands, which is like, <laughs> you know, you want to punk somebody. Here's yeah. someone you gotta, you know, when you whenever you punk somebody, dog, and it's a little fool. That little fool always has a big homie, dog. That's true. Especially you know that's something I learned, dog. I I was the big homie for a long time. Like, hey, you fucking with the homie, dog? Like, boom, I get down with twelve fools right now, just for the little homie. I've done that before, you know, and um, like. You you have to. I feel like he didn't really do too. Much. Showing up to somebody's house is kind of crazy, right? If you're on that's pri- what I'm trying private to say. property, but most of the time he knows the law. Though. He'll stay on the sidewalk. That's totally legal. You can yeah. show up in front of the sidewalk with a fucking blowhorn and music, and they can't do shit. Yeah, to you, no, dog. of course. That's where I'm like, that's cool. But I thought it was crazy when he was like going up to like their their, their doors and stuff like. Yeah, that. but it's like, but you're getting mad at, at after the fact. They, that person, whoever they did, should have never done that in the first place. That's true. You're right. So you're right. you know, it's it's one of those things where like you're getting mad at the fucking apple when it's the tree that fucked up. You know? Yeah. Well, no, I'm not mad at anything. I'm just saying I just thought it was just crazy. I was like, damn, it is crazy. Really going but like I said, it's like a necessary evil because you, you got to fight fire. Right. When you go to war, dog, you don't fucking take flowers. And daisies, I dog. think you, you definitely bullets and bombs. You I was gonna say, I think you definitely changed my mind when it, you know, because I was just like, damn, this was extreme. The socialist thing is crazy. I have an uncle who's a socialist, dog, and he's kind of like, like me and my dad, like were, a Castro type socialist type. Thing, yeah, like me and my dad, me and my dad are entrepreneurs, so we fuck with capitalism, right? Yeah. Like supply and demand, uh, make money and uh, support your family, right? But I also don't fuck with like monopolies. I also don't fuck with like, uh, well, there's monopoly laws, black, black rock and all these big companies buying up houses, not letting people like me and you want to like my dad fool. And my mom bought a house in 1993 off minimum wage. My boy, you feel me? Like, and all they had to do was just stop eating out, eat, eat, fucking shop at the grocery store, make themselves food. My mom hates that shit because she's a fucking avid shopper. And they were able to buy a house on minimum wage, my boy. Like that, those days are over for us. You fool. Like, and it's because of the fucking big companies behind our back doing crazy shit, lobbying and fucking filling the pockets of politicians to like block us from the fucking American dream. And that's the fucking main reason why we're here, dog. Mexicans just want to come work, fucking raise a family and buy a house, dog. Well, check this out, man. And that, that leads me to, a, to, a, I think a good subject, uh, Bitcoin. What do you know about cryptocurrencies? I mean, what? Because you know, BlackRock is just getting into it and stuff like that. And I've been going crazy and trying to promote that shit. You know, to teach people, educate people. On that's it. another thing too. I I study I study all that shit, right? I study anything. To do, I love money, dog. I'm gonna be honest with you, because money is is not. I'm not greedy, but I know you need money in this country to support your family and to live the life you want, right? And to do stuff pay in general. Rent, pay rent, fucking buy a burger. You, need, you know, they're not taking IOUs or fucking. You can't exchange your fucking shoes for a burger nowadays. You feel me? Like, but I study all that shit, but. The Bitcoin thing, it makes sense, but it's very complicated. It reminds me of life insurance where, like, obviously we need it, but we don't understand it yet. And sometimes, you know, when I'm studying it, I like my I said earlier, like I like to flip it back and regurgitate it, but in a fifth grade language. And sometimes it's difficult for me to do that. Like, I don't really understand it. You're buying a percentage of a coin. You're not buying a coin. You're buying a percentage of it. And then you got to pay taxes on it. You got to be on it all day, high and low and shit like that. And it's like. You know, a lot of people are having trouble just surviving their job and taking care of their family. Then you want to throw Bitcoin on top of it or you want to throw an extra business on top of it. Like, it's a lot for people. Can I put it in fifth grade terms for you? Yeah, go ahead. It's just a simple store of value. It's a simple store of value because there's only going to be 21 million Bitcoin. There's a halving every four years that cuts the reward of Bitcoin to the Bitcoin miners. So that's that. Pretty much creates a supply yeah, but see, chain. You said having, so yeah, like, you gotta you gotta stop using like Bitcoin like knowledge. Like having, okay. So, so what you're saying is like you you get a Bitcoin, but every four years, all that profit goes back to the people who found the Bitcoin, right? No. What's having mean? So a uh, having, so okay, so, all right. There's Bitcoin miners, right? What a Bitcoin miner is. This is where people go. get confused. Tell me what right? a miner is. First. Okay, let me explain to you. So what a Bitcoin miner is is a computer, right? Just a regular computer. You apply this computer to the Bitcoin network. 
What his computer's job is simply to do is to solve the blockchain for to for transactions to move smoothly. It's like building roads, highways. Yes. Okay. When that Bitcoin miner, which is a computer, um, solves a whole block, it gets rewarded with Bitcoin. Mm. Right now, it's six Bitcoin. Okay, hold on. Now the the highway it's fixing. Why does it need to be fixed? And once it's fixed, what's going to happen? So it, the reason why it needs to be fixed is because, okay, you go to Visa, you go to MasterCard, you pay a bunch of fees. Either the business owner is paying it or you're paying it, right? This cuts that cost down, right? That's the reason why that blockchain was made in the begin with. So and the, the reason why the blockchain is necessary is to validate that this money came from this account and it's going to this account. So like the the fucking, those credit card swiper machines, the computers that you set up at your house to be a mining, you're, you're a terminal. For Te- people technically and they're using your power your fucking yes internet yes instead of putting one in every store yes like there's people at this house and they connect it through the internet yes yes so okay. you're you're pretty much a part of the bitcoin network right yeah okay so every four years right like i said right now the reward for solving a whole uh block block is a uh, six six bitcoin right something around there how long does it take to fix a block i don't know See, that's what you don't know. It, you know, sometimes you don't even get the whole six. Sometimes you get a portion of that. Sometimes you get rewarded in just portions, right? Because you, you could be in a pool of, of computers, and all these computers are all solving the block, and then they all, like, obviously uh, divide the, the, the reward. But what is your computer, like, contributing? What are the resources that you're giving to the to the, network? To, to the pool? You're just your power and energy. Energy, like your electricity. Mm-hmm. And they, they were rather, instead of having, like, a building full of servers, they were just... Like you're like a third contract, like a, con- yes. like a third party. Yes, yes, okay. you're technically independent contractor. It's kind of like Bitcoin. like YouTube and having people create their own channels. Exactly. Yeah, and then um, so every four years is a supply shock because that reward for Bitcoin um, for the miners gets cut in half. Okay, and that's what pretty much keeps Bitcoin keep going up. So there is an incentive to get in early. Right. Yes. And be one of the first ones. But now that there's so many more computers and people involved mining, you might you can't pay everybody. You can't pay everybody the same. So you you still have to do it. The the highway still has to be done, but now at a lower cost. Yes. And the thing about it is that it's gotten to the point where let's say you're mining like 10 years ago, you used to get like 50 Bitcoin like reward. But it's been it's been cut half, 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 half. And then it also gets cut in half because you got to also remember there's only going to be 21 million. So as as soon as twenty one million are out, that's it. Okay. So now let's say let's get let's say the the twenty one million are found. We're at the end. Big all the bitcoins are out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now what's what's the purpose of Bitcoin at that point? Store of value. So now it's just a, like gold. Now it's a currency. Mm, no, mm, more of an asset. Okay. You could use it as a currency, but there's better there's better cryptos that you could use as an actual day to day currency like Ethereum, uh, Cardano, stuff like that. That are actually more built for transactions. This is going to be more built for like some rich guy that wants to just fucking store a million dollars and doesn't want it to move and wants it to grow over time like the S&P 500. That's yeah. what eventually Bitcoin will become. Okay, so it's not because you say coin, you think money. Currency. Exactly. So I feel like, yeah, you're right. The terms do get people confused. It's but now terms. that you, It's now, just the language. Yes. So now that you kind of understand it, you're like, okay, now, now I get what I mean. And that's what I've been trying to educate people Yeah, because I think a lot of people, you know, they when they talk about Bitcoin, like, oh, you can make money. Oh, you could fucking, you're going to get rich off of it. So I'm like, oh, so I'm going to have a bunch of these coins, these super NT, NFT coins that are going to be worth money. It's like, yeah. no, it's not really like that. And I think that's where people get the disconnect where like, you don't, if you don't understand something, you're either going to dive into it and figure it out. Or you're like, nah, I'm, I'm going to stay on my own shit. You feel yeah. Me? Well, just pretty much put it this way, bro. Bitcoin after April will probably become more rare than gold. Yeah. And then also too, like a lot of this is like speculation, right? Yep. And then, then I've, I've known fools that have had like a lot of Bitcoin and like, oh, you know, like this and that, but like, it's still like maybe because well, it goes thing, up, no it goes long, down. But it's no longer maybe because BlackRock's involved. 
You just said it yourself. So that's why I brought it up was because BlackRock is now involved, bro. BlackRock and Fidelity and all these big players, Wall Street players, bro, they uh they got their spot Bitcoin ETFs approved, meaning they now hold and own Bitcoin. Right. And now their investors can now buy um, in, Bitcoin indirectly through their ETF. You don't think like, you know how there's like monopoly laws and shit like that? You don't think those companies should get blocked from doing shit like that? Well, that's the thing. The SEC has blocked them for so much that it's kind of like if you're in if you're in right now and you own you actually own your Bitcoin, you you own it before BlackRock owns it. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like you're you're getting in before BlackRock, and if BlackRock is really that big evil player, you're gonna get to the, that. They're gonna push it all the way up. I like these accounts that I follow on TikTok where they uh, they show you what the politicians are buying stocks in. Like that lady yeah. Nancy Pelosi, like for a long time she was making a killing. She, oh, she makes oh, bro. She, and I, I don't I understand like how people say she's not corrupt, bro. Like, how yeah, do you I don't like not that bitch. I don't like any politician. I'm be honest, but fuck that bitch for real. Um, Dude, she's on another level. <laughs> but like, it's crazy to me because obviously she got caught doing something crazy. Because now she doesn't like. She doesn't like really. She's not number one no more. She went down to like twelve. Can I? Can I? She hold on. Hold on. Then, yeah, she's like, oh shit, hold on. And then her <laughs> husband's like this fucking big investor. Like he does stocks and shit. Like it's uh, hella hella. Insider trading, dog. And when, whenever the, the water's muddy like that, I think a lot of people get turned off and like, nah, I don't want to fuck with it because mm-hmm. the tides are fucking turned. It's like having the Dodgers play a Little League team. Yeah. Like, why would you join the Little League team? Yeah. Fuck it. I'm just gonna, not even going to show up to the game. I know who's going to win. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to tell you something, bro. You know what? You know what's going to mind, mind fuck you right now? Uh, Nancy Pelosi's actually Gavin Newsom's aunt. Yeah, you see? That's some bullshit. I heard about that. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's his aunt. Dang. They're related, bro. And then this one wants to run for president after he like California like is getting fucked. And another thing too, you know, his dad was governor of the of of the of California before too, right? Prior, no, yeah. Who's his dad? Newsom as well. Yeah, I see. Like, hey, hey you can, are- I looked this up because I watched a murder. I'm sorry, I'm just, not to cut you off. I watched a kidnap thing that happened with 21 kids where they kidnapped kids and they were trying to like uh, they're trying to extort the the state of California. And guess who was governor at the time? Gavin Newsom's dad. Yeah. Like, bro, if you don't believe in political families and political power and uh, the, I hate to say it like this, the Illuminati, it's yeah, pretty real, bro. I, it's I pretty like, legit. I feel like there should not, it should be against the law to be a career politician. You should oh. be able to jump in and jump out. You know, I think like four then, years. You know how like you know when you're the president, they, you have the option of keeping the secret service if you want to. Yeah. Well, after you become a fucking politician and you're they out, shouldn't get it. No, you should fucking be police for the rest of your life. And your all your bank accounts should be public because if you are a public servant, everything should be public. Because I don't want you to be like, oh, I was president for four years, and now my son's fucking rich because of Ukraine. Like, you're putting your family, you're you're, you're getting elected to make these favors for these big companies, and that should you should be held accountable. That's just not, yeah. especially when you're dealing with public shit, public servants, public money. Yeah. You know, like the fucking what is it? I don't know if it's the fucking um, the Federal Reserve or the fucking Congress. Like, oh, we lost seven billion dollars this year. We don't know what happened to it. Like, how the fuck you lose seven exactly. billion dollars? Exactly. Oh, the military. Yeah, yeah the, the military. We it was the Pentagon. Lost. Yeah, like it was the, the Pentagon. Yeah. And it's because they're funding these, like, you know, those things. Uh, oh, they're in Venezuela. They're funding these things that the American people would never approve of. But also, too, I understand that maybe maybe they have to, and we wouldn't understand that if we don't do this, Russia's going to pull up. China's going to pull up. Like Mexico right now. Mexico, I love Mexico and everything. The new president's dope as fuck. I think so. But he's homies with fucking Cuba, Russia, and China, which is like and a that, fucking enemies. On. I was going to say, you, you just said, it like, oh, I think he's cooling up. With I me, I'm cool. like the total opposite because, my. I mean, I hear, like, the total opposite from my family down south. They, they hate him. They don't like him. Why don't they hate, why they hate him? I think it's uh, their economic stance. Um, they're uh, they're on the top of the food chain, you okay. could say. They're and money. yeah, and they are getting fucked by him. I think Mexico, um, Mexico has the land and it has like the fucking resources to be a a not, first world country. Yeah, but for some reason it's not, and it's 
it's usually because I, I'm just assuming, right? It's usually because of the, colonialism. The, the top is fucking keeping all the money, not spreading the wealth. And what have I've heard? I have family who lives in Mexico too, and live in both. They're dual, have a lot of dual citizenship to my family. Mm-hmm. That these this fool's fucking, you know, like selling off a lot of the assets and giving back to the country, creating these programs for the kids and shit to stay there. Because yeah. if you have so many it's people, socialism. Why so many people are leaving your country? There's got to be a reason. You got to put a stop to that shit. You want there's a lot of smart people. Like Mexico City is one of the biggest, oh, and yeah. best cities in the world. Like why isn't there more Mexico cities than Mexico? Of course, no. You're you're definitely right, but it goes to the point where do you want the government to own your gas? They do, do don't they? Don't they own Pemex? Yeah, now. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, it goes to the point where when does it become author- like socialism? When Who does owned it, it become, before? Who owned it before? Um, private companies, but they sold it to America. So, so America, he bought it back. America owned their yes. gas. Yes. You, but think, you think that's cool? No. But this is where, I, this is where I, would, I would give you a solution. This is where I'm like, okay, I wouldn't want my government owning it. But hey, you know what? The government should take it away from them and then sell it to Mexican entrepreneurs and Mexican private entities. And only keep it Mexican. Like, make a law where it's like only Mexicans could own. Like, it, like I'm, what I'm saying is the government should not be involved. I, 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 to be honest, food for me, I don't give a fuck who owns it. I think mm. what you do with the money is more important. I don't care if I own it, you own it. But are you kicking back money? Are you building schools? Are you building roads? Mexico has a bunch of fucked up roads. It has a lot of land where you could fucking farm and shit. Are, are you providing cheaper crops or cheaper fucking groceries? Are you building houses for people who don't have houses? Are you providing Wi-Fi? A simple thing like Wi-Fi, like. Say U.S. owns it, but every year they fucking buy 10,000 Starlinks and now everybody has Wi-Fi and access to the Internet. Like, oh, that's cool. They're giving something back. The, the problem I have is when you own something and you're, get, you're being greedy and then you're like you're doing this fucking business and acquisition mergers. Like, I'm going to use this money from that belongs to these people and I'm going to buy this company. and I'm going to be bigger. and I'm going to be a conglomerate. And like, so you're, you're, you're playing this game. You're being a capitalist, right? A, a fucking uh, uh, capitalist, right? Like you're being yeah. a capitalist and you're being greedy. At that point, there should be a cap limit where like. No one needs to have that much money, dog. So that's okay. You're right. All right. I could kind of agree with you on there, but my fear of the government owning it is that is exactly that. It's because yes, you're right. A, a normal person can find greed, but when does a government find greed? When does a government overtake their power? Well, we're seeing that? we're seeing that every day here in America. So dog. exactly right. Let's say so. Obrador Lopez. Let's say one. He's a great guy. Kind of you know puts them back in a good path. But then we get another president. Right. And then that president instead is like, all right, you know, I want to pass this law. You guys don't agree with me. I'm going to raise the gas on you guys because we own it and you need gas. Yeah. But so when does when does when? So what I'm saying is like, this is why I believe it should be they should have more restrictions on their gas where it's like it could only be owned by a Mexican and a, and a private Mexican entity and not by the government. Because when does when when will the government weaponize that? When will the government use that against you for you not for when you disagree with them? Well, do you agree with everything the U.S. government does? No, of course not. Are, well, you, are you happy when we're paying seven dollars no. a gallon for unleaded? No, no. and that's what I'm it's trying. It's not to, cool, right? And that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's where I'm like. But like that's where I draw the line. But you're forecasting like, what if they get to this point? Like, yeah, yeah, that would be fucked up. I don't agree with that either. But, the, but we're beyond that point <laughs> at home. You know, like we're doing it much more worse. Like they're learning from us. They have to evolve mm. and. And kind of get on our level as far as like, you know what? America has this huge army. America has this great economy. What do they do? They have to learn from the people above them, right? So they're, yeah, they're inching towards that section, but we at home are already doing it 10 times worse, dog. And it comes back to the whole, the whole shit. Like we don't have the fucking, the, the inflation is crazy. We can't buy a house. You know, we can't, we can't fucking own or live the well, way we want to. Every, it, it, it all starts here at home first. It, it all, it all, start, it all, it all started real when we got off the gold standard. Yeah. You know, and then when we, we when we monopolize gold. See, that's what you don't, this is, maybe, I don't know if you knew this, but we monopolized gold. 
How do we do that? We told everyone in the you know, in the world, we're like, hey, we'll hold your gold. We'll give you this like, uh, like paper, a paper certificate. Yeah. And then what? The day they wanted to take it out, they're like, yeah, no, you can't do that. It's, well, key, it's staying with us. They say that too. Like all the money, if you show up to the bank and want to take all your money out, you got to make an appointment. Like, hey, I want $100,000 in cash right now. Oh, we don't got it. Let me make an appointment. Something's going to come right now. In a week, you'll pick it up in a week. And then that's another reason why Bitcoin exists. You know what I'm saying? That's another reason why we have these cryptocurrencies and now you have BlackRock trying to step in. Because you could literally, it's economical freedom, you know, when it comes down to that. But yeah, no, my whole thing when it comes to governments being involved in uh, things that we need, I think that's my biggest fear. Because, you know, you see it in Cuba. You know, when someone when someone disagrees with someone, with one of the political heads in Cuba, you know, or Ni- Nicaragua or Venezuela. Yeah. You know, you've seen them trying to fight for their own freedom and then the government oppresses them with what they own. And the thing is, is that... Well, why, well in, the, in the first place, like, why do they oppress their own? Because they're getting blocked by the U.S. to trade. They have to take it from their own, their own mm-hmm. resources. And to, when you're a government, your resources, your people. You know, like, they're not letting you... Like, Cuba can't trade freely right now, right? Nicaragua has... Like, there's a bunch of countries that have all these blockades on them, right? Mm-hmm. That the U.S. imposed on them. Why? Because politically... They're, they're, they're socialists, they're at, communists or whatever. They're at odds politically, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. then what the U.S. can do is block them out. And then what, what are they to do? Ooh. survive or give up or give up their land and give but up their you, rights to america because that's what america wants america wants mm. like oh this is cuba hey we don't have money we don't know our people are hungry please come help us all right i got you i'm gonna send you some aid but now you belong to us like so puerto then, rico so then would you so then that's what i'm saying so if they went communism thinking they're gonna you know thinking they're gonna be independent but in reality they can't be independent without capitalism right well it's it's, it's fucked do up. you see what i'm saying like it's, it's fucked up because they, they don't want to play the money game Mm. But that's the that's the name of the game we're playing. It's like you want to play fucking chess, but we're all playing Monopoly. Mm. Like you'd be the best chess player, but the one that feeds your people is Monopoly. Like I think like socialism, capitalism, uh, communism is all like baby steps. You start off as a socialist, you end up a communist, and it falls down. Then you have to become a capitalist, which is China, right? Like, which is China. There's no country that usually stays in that fucking. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like going through it'll m- fail. Elementary, middle school, and high school. You feel me? Like so you. I think you just gotta you know like mind um, the U.S. should mind their business. Let the other countries do what they gotta do. Well, what I do like about the U.S. is I feel safe, dog. I feel like we have the best military, or if not the best, we can kind of go toe to toe with anybody, right? Yeah. And I like that. I like having a strong military. I like protecting our house. You feel let me, me. Let me thank you for having this conversation, bro. Because you know a lot of people would be like they would defer from this conversation, and yeah, know, I mean, I'm, like not, that. I'm not. I think this is good because I'm learning from you, and I'm pretty sure you're learning my perspective too. Yeah. Thank you for ch- showing yeah. me about Bitcoin. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No worries, bro. But yeah, no. My whole thing was uh, the Venezuela part. I think Venezuela is what is my biggest fear of what could happen in Mexico. Go. You know, yeah, that's you, just that's just my whole thing, bro. I seen Venezuela go down in 2005 when I was younger. I seen it growing up. My mom would show me the TV. She would say she would talk about how evil Hugo Chavez was. She would talk about everything that's going on there and how he monopolized the gas, gasoline, and everything. And you know, we're seeing, at least from my point of view, I'm seeing that in Mexico, and that's my biggest fear. Yeah, and well, I think that's where I'm like, where I'm like, well, Mexico, I don't understand why you people like him because this was acting like Hugo Chavez way back in the day. Mexico has always been getting punked by the U.S. Mm-hmm. and every fit, we've always been like Mexico government has always been in the pocket or in the hands of of America, right? Yeah. And I feel like you know this was like you know what fuck that I'm tired of that shit. If I have to go against you, I will. You know, and I think that's gangster. And I I just love, oh no, I agree. I love gangster <laughs> shit. You feel me? Like I love the little guy sticking up for himself. But yeah, you know, it's it's I, one of those things that. We we could we could go face blue in the face as far as talking about these subjects. Me and you, yeah, yeah, we're bringing light to it. People are gonna watch this and understand. But also too, like I tell my dad all the time, like stop watching Univision, dog. Like that, that's owned by America. Univision is an American company, isn't it, or whatever? But they're 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 pushing far left, you know. Like they're gonna show you who gets robbed, who got shot, who got in a car accident, and why you should vote for fucking Biden. And you know what's funny? Telemundo is the exact opposite. 
Yeah, so I tell that fool, like, you know, you have, your, I, you know, I bought him a fucking iPhone 13. I'm like, you have, you can find anybody that you like that talks like you, and you, this is the news you need to watch. But he's just so programmed to come home from work, take a shower, eat, sit on the couch, and watch fucking Channel 34 all fucking day and night, or, or a Dodger game. And it's like, come on, dog, like, you got to be able to at least fucking diversify your information. You feel do, you, me? do you believe in the Matrix? Uh, like, what do you mean? Like, this is a that's simulation? The like, that's a Matrix. Like, your dad, what he does, he goes to work, gets home, and watches the news. Gets programmed by the news, goes to work. Oh, program. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Like, sure. it's kind of like he that's does, the, like, he does the same thing every day. Yeah, because you're getting programmed to the matrix. And that's what I mean. Do you believe that there's a matrix? Oh, Do you for believe sure, there's God. like a thing where they keep people, you know, programmed to think to think a certain way? That's why. And that's, well, my bad. My bad to cut you off, but I believe that the, the matrix is the reason why our community votes Democrat. Yeah. Because we're so, 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 so brainwashed to think certain things. Yeah, but I think also, too, the people are starting to wake up and they're 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 flirting with the idea of voting the other way, right? Uh, I would vote the other way. Oh, I don't vote, but I would vote for Republican if it wasn't so, if it weren't so racist against immigration. I feel like immigration, there should be like a, a fast way to get screened through the process. Like when you sign up for a job, they do a background check, right? Yeah. And they check you out. And if you're good enough to get hired, then you should come in the country. Of course, me too. Right now it's like open borders. That kind of scares me a little bit. Like there's a video of this guy that fucking was in prison for 12 years in Iran for terrorism. And he just came in the other day and some interviewed him. Like, don't worry, you'll, you'll hear about me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen that. I seen that. That's bro. scary he was as fuck. Like, he was like, you're going to find out who I am soon. He's like, you guys are stupid. He's like, if you were, if you were somewhat smart, you would have known who I am. And he's standing yeah. right there at the bar. I know exactly what that you're talking need, about. That needs to stop. Like, we need, we need to have a, a quick due process when it comes to. But, you know, these people come across the, the border and they dump all their IDs. They dump all their... Because, you know, Channel but, 5... But they, they know... Bro, I feel like they know because there's no fucking way that... they're Okay, yeah, you could dump it, but you don't think Border Patrol ain't going over there and collecting you all know, You know how many people are at the border every day? No. And then Texas is sending this bus to Arizona, and it and it takes the people to Chicago and New York for free. But you know those people that come to work, you know the people from Ecuador or fucking Nicaragua, El Salvador that want to come, those fools should be allowed in because we need those people. Fools. Have you seen? But have you seen some of the stuff Venezuela? Like the Venezuelans have been posting, like, oh yeah, come over here, they're giving out free food. Oh yeah, while wow, you guys are working, we're over here chilling, like hey, off, big your, companies, off your welfare. Big companies recruit new employees every day, dog. If you're a better podcaster to me and there's a company that wants to buy our podcast, who are they going to get? The Whoever's better at podcasting. Of course. So we're recruiting people that, you know, we need a bigger workforce. And America runs off, the economy runs off people for right now until they fucking build robots and shit. Well, but when do you think, well, you know, if that's the solution, bringing in new people, why can't we, why can't we fix our own people? What do you mean fix them? Like, you know, if, if, if our problem is the workforce and people not wanting to work jobs and yet we're bringing in new people to bring, to work those jobs, why, what's, what's lacking in our society that's not allowing our, our future generation to, to not take why, that Why don't over? you work construction? Why don't I work construction? Yeah, personally? Why don't you want to do it? Well, one, because I know the actual hard work it takes. Me too. And, I don't want to uh, do it. I don't want to do it. And I'm an entrepreneur. So I, do you something need, I found. Do you think you need to get fixed because you don't want to be a construction worker? Oh, you, you don't no. want to pick lettuce? You want to get fixed? No, but I... But you want to get brainwashed into picking lettuce? No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, can see, I can see what you mean by it's, that. Yeah, you yeah. come into the country and you get to pick your job, basically. Mm. You get to do whatever your skills allow you to do. You know, so if you don't want to pick lettuce, maybe you got to pick lettuce for a few, few years or to put your kids through school and then they learn a different skill, learn English or whatever, learn this fucking... Whatever you want to learn, and I then you, then you get to do your job. I get, okay, okay. But no, there's I, people I see that like point. me and you. My dad works a fucking factory job since the day I was born. And before yeah. that, I don't want to work a factory job, right? Yeah. Who's gonna take when my dad retires or he passes away, whatever? God bless, he never does. Um, who's gonna take his job? Not me, because I don't want to be a factory worker. My dad, one of the biggest fights we always have is like, hey, you buy your own truck, you start selling hats, and then we have two businesses. Like, I don't want to sell hats. Mm. My dad sells hats, but I don't want to do it. I want to do something else. I want to do podcasting. You have your own but dream. Who's gonna take his spot when he's gone? You're right. The people that are going to fill in okay. from the bottom. 
Okay. You know, because you always, my dad was that person filling in from the bottom. My dad crossed the border like twice. You know, he would come pick uh, lettuce and tomatoes with my grandpa during the summer and then go back to Mexico when he was a kid. Wow. My grandpa was picking fuck. He's a fucking tomato picker, whatever. My dad was selling oranges door to door when he came from Mexico. When when did your dad come from Mexico? He was 12, like 1970, 74. Did he get the amnesty? My grandpa fixed papers while he was over here. He paid for, and then he brought people like one by one. My dad has nine brothers and sisters. Yeah, well, that's how my grandpa did it too. My grandpa came and then, in and then 74 my, or something my, like that. My grandma, I think my grandma was pregnant with one of my uncles and he was born here. And through that, that's how we got everybody in. Ooh. But all my all my families are hardworking people. I'm like one of the first people to go to jail. You know, it wasn't them. It was me. And they were raised humbly in Mexico, came to work and I was raised in America and I went to jail. So what does that tell you? Where's, yeah. the, where's the culture difference? The cultural difference is like, you know, America, uh, uh, what is it called? Like they glorify the bad guy. They glorify the, the crazy shit. You're right. You know what I mean? You're so right. like what culture is better at the end of the day? The people right. coming to work and help us fucking keep fucking broccoli for a dollar, 49 cents a pound. You know, who's the bad guy? You're right. No, I'm I'm really thinking about that now because I mean, my cousins down there are all engineers, doctors, there's business, people business there. owners. Like you know, where they're all college educated and stuff like that. And I'm yet I'm the college dropout that one's a business and had. And a you're podcast. in America, fool. yeah. You have all the you have all the resources, but you don't. You well, really that's don't. the thing, though. I I always tell them like you know you need to also realize that in America you can make it without without college. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people are also waking up to like uh, college can be a scam. You know, you you go to four years, eight, like you wake you. I used to want to be a weather guy and an ESPN sportcaster. Yeah. So I wanted to be go to school for media right but look at me now i'm in media and i didn't i need to go to school so people are people were always brainwashing you have to go to school you have to get this big loan you have to do this and then you're like oh wait i actually don't but who told me you have to my school my programming you know the fucking the movies they show me and shit like that like the fucking music the tv shows like you have to go to school you have to go to school and it's like i'm getting programmed to fall into this fucking money banking system to support who since so guys to have five houses and go to fucking fucking I plan on being that guy, so that's why I don't ever complain. That'll <laughs> be dope yeah. to visit, but I don't want to do that forever. Like I wanna I wanna raise my to me, look, fool, to me, I always tell this to my son. It's, it sounds fucked up. It's me and my son. I'm a single dad. It's been me and him since he was four. His mom just not in the picture. She she's not in the picture. I told this fool, like his name's Jordan, like, I don't care about your happiness. I don't want you to be happy. I want you to be productive. I don't give a fuck. Like you're a man. I'm gonna raise you to be a provider for your family, take care of your family. But I really don't care if you're happy. If it was up to him, he'll go to Chuck E. Cheese every day instead of fucking uh, school. Of course. You know, like when we train, I'm the baseball, I'm the baseball coach. I, I, sometimes we run and exercise more than we touch a baseball. You know why? Because you already know how to play baseball, but I don't want you to get tired. Sometimes we play three, three games a day. Like you got to be ready. You got to be ready for the long haul shit, you know? Hell yeah. And it's like, I think a lot of people get stuck into like, oh, I want to be happy. Like depression is good. Anxiety is good. You know, like, uh. That shit, that shit will make you want to do better. Well, let's talk about that, man. When at what point? You're right, though. You're right. Depression, anxiety, to a certain extent, can Obviously, bring out yeah. the best, right? When does it become extreme, and when do you feel like um, maybe therapy or, or some type of help might might need to be, you know, come in come in place? I started drinking and smoking food when I was 12 years old. Okay, I started drinking when I was 12. Cause uh, you know, at home, our parents are not taught about like you know talking it out or figuring it out and like. I couldn't talk to my dad about it, so like you know, I started smoking weed and shit. And for like an hour, I get the munchies, eat, go to sleep, and like damn, woke up like oh, that shit was tight, that shit was fun. You get the laughs, you know, you get the giggles with your homies. And then recently, I've been sober six months, and this, these last six months to me have been crazy. For like, I had so much like progress in my life, just in you know, my relationship with my girl, uh, relationship with my son, my family, my parents. You know, like I was drinking excessively, dog. Like I was, I was really self fucking prescribing myself with drugs and alcohol for a long time. You know. 
And it's a cheap, it's a cheap fix to get out, but it's so easily available. It's easy to get sucked in. And then your homies have the homie peer pressure. You're like, I'm going to go party. We're Mexican, you know, carne asada and beer and modelos are like our thing. Yeah. So like, you know, I think it becomes a problem when you want to start hurting yourself. You want to hurt other people. You're so mad at your situation. You want to do crime. You want to do bad shit. That, that's when it's like, all right, it's too far. I need to fix this shit. I never went to therapy, but for some people, I'm sure it works, you know, but for me, I'm not, I'm not that, uh, I'm not that, uh, mature yet to go to therapy. You feel me? I feel like. I haven't even figured myself out yet. I'm a girl. I have a, I have a, I have a, I've, I've been with girls that are going to school, have family who are going to school to be therapists. And I remember one time, full this girl came over and work was just, you know, kick it, if you know what I mean. And she's like, oh, I'll go to school for therapy. I'm like, what do they teach you, dog? Like, what? Did, and I started, instead of like handling business, we just talked for three hours about the, the process of becoming a therapist. And she goes, we're just trained to ask you questions so you could figure yourself out. So they sit down, they take notes, and you're just talking yourself like, oh, that's why I do this. Yep. Oh, that's why I do yep. this. So like, I do that to myself. Like, why do I keep doing this? Yeah. Like, I will podcast for two hours and then get drunk for the next five. And then I'll be hungover for two days. And I wouldn't get to edit my episode for, like, another three days. It'll take me forever. And, like, damn, like, this process can be cut. Like, what do I need to remove to to streamline this process? Yeah. It's like, oh, just stop drinking. Yeah. And that the biggest thing is, like, I stopped drinking and stopped doing shit. And, like, now I'm, I'm locked in. You feel me? And uh, I, I lost, like, 40 pounds just from stopping drinking. Nice. Yeah. No, the, re- the reason why I bring that up, and uh, I actually go to therapy, bro. I'm, I'm, I started going just this year. I'm only 24 and shit. But I, I started going because of the pressure of being an entrepreneur. And then, you know, some situations that have happened uh, this year. Um, but, yeah, bro, I started going. And, um, I mean, I, I think uh, I'm ment- I was already kind of mentally tough. And I was already kind of knowing how to speak to myself. You know, learning that through Patrick with David, watching his stuff. And watching uh, another guy I would recommend to you is uh, Andy Frisella. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, Fucking. Uh, you like him? 75 hard? Yeah. Nah, it's not for me. I created I, I, I created like, a watered down version called a sixty day sixty day challenge, bro. <laughs> I, I, it's hard for me to watch a podcast where one guy's just talking and talking shit to you. Like I don't need that shit. Like, I've been I've been my dad's kind of like that, you know. And I say I like it's that. not it's not the teaching process that I need, you mm. know. Like my dad's a hard ass like that, you know. Well, he's actually the reason why I know how to speak to myself. Like he's the, he's the reason why I know how to I know how to um, speak to my little bitch voice, and he's the reason why. Yeah. I mean, and when I started going to therapy, and I started like, and I started realizing what therapy was really about. I came to realize that this guy that used to talk shit to me every day on my fucking, uh, you know, in my in my headphones, is right. You know what I'm saying? You just need to figure your shit out and so, and don't and don't victimize yourself and yeah. just go out there and go get it. And you know, I feel like a lot of men, you know, because we don't have sometimes we don't have that homie love, the fatherly love. We don't know how to um, talk about it. You know, we don't have or we don't have a platform where people talk about it. And that's kind of why you know I'm kind of grateful we're touching this subject a little bit because depression is real, anxiety is real, right. and then anger is real. Yeah, yeah. And some was, people don't understand how to how, that they're angry when until after they did something. Yeah, I was an angry individual for a long time, feeling like, and then I'm big, so like, if I'm angry, fools are getting fucked up. You know, things are getting destroyed. Um, but you go to therapy, right? Like, wh- does she tell you what to do, or she asks? She asks you, it's, or it's he? A, it's a home. Does he ask you what what you're what you're going through, or does he tell you like, hey, bullet points, do this, this, and that? Like, what is the process of going to therapy? Hell no, if homie's just asking questions, right? And then he, like you said, but asking the same right same thing, yeah, asking the right questions and making you think. Your own decision, and if you, and you know, he pretty much, your therapist doesn't want you to regret nothing. He doesn't want you to overthink anything. He just wants you to make sure that everything you do, you're doing it with a hundred percent. Like, you, you're, you're, you're doing it like that. You're happy with that decision. Yeah. As long as you don't regret it and you're not killing yourself for it, right? You know, or that's something's dope. not bothering you. That's their whole mission. Yeah, and I think a lot of too, um, you know, a lot of homies, you know, a lot of us look up to our dads or grandpas or fucking uh, famous people. 
but like we don't have enough mentorship you know like there's well there's not that many success stories to go around where there's a every 50 mexicans has one guy they could go to like a lot of these business guys are really successful because they pay for mentorship they pay for mentorship but they pay like thousands of dollars thirty thousand dollars for an hour call there's people who charge half a million dollars for an eight hour eight hour call you know like we don't got those resources yet but i feel like mentorship uh is very important for a young man and shit like even these podcasts i feel like i'm being mentored by the podcast that i listen to like this is free mentorship you know for Hell people. Yeah. and you don't have to always listen to the guy that's at the top you know the people that are just one or two steps ahead of you or even below you to remind you like hey i don't want to go back down to that spot let me keep fucking going up you yeah. know i mean like mentorship is also something that uh you know being prideful being a latino we're very prideful we want to listen to other people want to do it on our own because i hate when people are like oh yeah remember that one time i helped you like bitch if you're gonna rub it in my face you should have never helped me in the first place yeah and that's another thing too is why i kind of always try to give everyone their flowers or try to give everyone their props for everything they've done to me because like if i give you my props now you can't hold that shit against me ever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I'm like, yo, shout out to this guy, you know. But also like hold, like bullying. Bullying to me is just holding each other accountable. Like my son, mm. he's really good at bullying because I've bullied him all his life, you know. And uh, I was a bully in my, in my childhood too. So sometimes I got to tell him, hey, like, you know, you can't bully your own teammates. Like those are your homies. Those are your fucking soldiers you're going at war with. It. You know, your teammates, your classmates. Like you have to be careful and understand who you're going to bully. Some people react well to bullying and some people don't. Some people will get sad and go tell their mom, you know. Yeah. And some fools be like, you know what? I don't want this fool to keep punking me about I fucking keep striking out, so I'm not going to strike out next time. You know, like, bullying, you have to also be, like, wise and be able to bully. You have to know who you're bullying, dog. Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing, bro, and I'm I'm, like, I'm literally dying right now because I used to bully the fuck out of my baseball team when we would lose because I would go try hard. Yeah. Like, I played travel ball. I played, what you position know, did you play? I played second base. Okay. And then I played left field, too. That was more like the, the secondary position, you know? Um, I'll show you my glove after. So it's a Mexico glove. It has the Mexican flag and everything Rolling? on it. Huh? What brand is it? It's not. It's cap uh, capture. It, it was. It's a custom. Oh, my dad. My dad has his own line of Mexican gloves. Oh really? I'll, I'll show you it. It has my. It has where my parents are from. It has my uh, last name on it and everything. That's tight. Um. Anyways. Um. And I remember I used to tell him like, bro, you guys could if you would have caught this foul ball, you we would have gotten out of this ending. We would have gotten out of this yeah, jam. Yeah. We would. I was gotten, a pitcher fool. Trust me, I know about. You know, my whole thing was like, fuck, bro. Like my, I'm second base, bro. My my thing is to try to help the pitcher out, and then obviously not let anything go past me. Yeah. Right. And it's like when when something's getting hit not to my direction and it's not going the way I wanted to go, I should tell them something, bro. It got to the point where I got down with my fucking fellow teammates, bro. Like I had the coach had to get us and walk us and like talk talk it out and everything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I had a point where I got down with some teammates. I got balls thrown at me because you know I would bully the fuck out of them. Like, bro, we're here to fucking win. We're not here to lose. Yeah, but there's some fools that are on the team just to be on the team, you know. And no, I, and I came to realize that because some of them were forced by their parents. Yeah, and to me too. Like I was a pitcher too, and I, I was part of a high school that one year we're really good, and the next three we're really bad, and, and it took the love of baseball away from me. Where like I hate to lose, you know? Why am I fucking? Pitching my heart out and you can't get a ground ball and throw to first, dog. Like, we, we've been throwing balls to first base since we were in T-ball, dog. Like, you should be able to do that by now. Yeah, and that's the same way I felt. <laughs> that and, is the same way and, I felt. you know, it's like, you know, I wish I was in a... I used to always be like, man, if I would have went to fucking Chatsworth or I would have grew up in fucking this city and went to this high school, like, my shit would be different. You feel me? But, like, it's it's one of those things where, like, you know, it just wasn't... It wasn't meant for me. But I also was lazy, dog. I didn't want to put in... My freshman year, fool, I was only good. I made the varsity team, right? And we went 30 and 5 and went to like the semifinals or whatever. But I was only good enough to be a pitcher. I'm a first baseman, pitcher. I could play third and I could hit, but I was only good enough to pitch, right? So the our whole practice would be like a three hour practice every day after school. And the coach would just make me run. Were you 6'2? 
That's a picture. Oh, I've been this size since I was in eighth grade. Motherfucker, yeah, yeah. you would have scared me. I would tell you right now. I remember when I was, we used to get the big boys pitching. I be like, because I mean, bro, I was a five five foot something Mexican kid. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and you then know, the big ass white boys used to come with six foot, and the pitcher, the, the pitcher was like your size, bro, husky and everything. And I remember mm-hmm. one time I got hit by a pitch by a guy, and I was gonna rush him, and then my, my the team was like, yo, yo, you forget, he's like double your size. I'm like, yeah. oh shit. I was I was a very aggressive pitcher. You know, I grew up watching baseball with my dad in the nineties. You know, like Kurt, yeah. Kurt Schilling, Randy Johnson, Fuzo throw the ball right here. Every you know, and then throw you an outside curveball. Like I was a very aggressive pitcher. Bro, like, I I went through some guy like that, and that's one of the, the time I got hit, and I was gonna rush him because he was he threw one inside, he threw one outside, and then the second one he threw two inside and it hit me. I went like that and hit me in the back. Yeah. Um. I, but yeah, bro, that guy. A couple was times, aggressive. Fool, and and we were playing travel ball. That's probably you, fool. <laughs> and a couple times, travel ball, fool. I hit uh, hit some fools in the head, and the ambulance had to come get him off the field. And a lot of kids would be like, "Oh, I don't want to pitch no more. I don't want to hit nobody. I'm scared." I'm like, nah, I'm staying in the game. I'm still gonna pitch. Like. Did you ever get in trouble or anything? Nah. Damn. And I was always down to get down. I've always been like that. Like, fuck it. Like, they will get mad. Like, hey, man, what the fuck? I'm like, fuck you, bitch. You know where you're at? You're you're from fucking whatever. You're from this white. You're from the Orange County. You're in South Carolina right now, dog. I'll go over there and fuck you up. You better shut the fuck up over there, dog. In the middle of the field. And the parent, hey, hey, hey. I'm like, fuck you, too. You know, like, I've always been super aggressive like that. Because <laughs> I'm, when I'm on the field, fool, it's like, you know, that mentality where, like, we're at war right now. You know, there's no homies and shit. I used to um, motherfuckers. Yeah, but I was always very aggressive, dog. And, um, you know, now recently I've I've kind of toned it down. Yeah, you know I mean? that was the same way when I was I used to cleat them, like when I because I I used to be big on stealing bases and I was quick and my coach knew that so he would always send me to steal and when I knew I was out I would purposely whoop right. how, you're, hey. you're just a dirty baseball player. Hey, that that, <laughs> that I would hit him by accident, my boy. That, 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 uh, let me put it this way, bro. That right foot was not on the dirt. That right foot What's was up? was up and it was going straight to your fucking shin, fool. And yeah. it was because I was out. Oh, I, was, I literally, I knew I, once I that's seen why the ball coach, hit. That's why you kept getting yeah. hit. What? Well, no, no, that, <laughs> I would dose you the next that, time for sure. <laughs> I was gonna say no, no. Well, no, that was only once. But that okay. was um um that was in the opposite team. I'm talking about that was beef with my little league, and then I went to travel ball. When okay. I was in travel ball, I would, I would clean. Ball yeah, when I would see the ball and I knew I was out, that rifle was up. The yeah. rifle was up, and then they would be like, ah, oh, like I remember just hearing them, ah. Oh, Oh, you didn't see that? And yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? And I was just like, well, this guy's tripping, bro. And I just <laughs> walked back to but that. But that's also old school baseball. You know, I was raised, raised for old school baseball, too. Yeah, you know, me- showing up. The game of baseball is very different right now. It's a lot more flashy. It's just and I like it. I like it. I like the flashiness, flipping the bat, you know, being all happy and shit, like screaming when you get somebody out. I like that shit, you know? Yeah, no, I was I was always like that, bro. And like I said, bro, it, not that I was a dirty player, but man, if I was out, bro, I was not gonna I was not gonna take it lightly, bro. You were gonna get a cleat to the shit real quick to teach you a lesson. Yeah, <laughs> it came to the point where motherfuckers wouldn't even stand in front of the base anymore. Mostly, if you stood in front of the base, oh, I was like game time. I was like game time. That shit is bleeding right now because you yeah. know we have metal we have we have metal cleats. It's, it's a lot different. Yeah. than any other fools, sport. Fools would not, you know, fools would get out the way. I've always been the guy when I'm coming. Fools get out the way. Well, yeah, I mean, I would get out the way, but yeah, I mean, I mean so I, I, I've never had that problem. Bro. I feel like they see me. And I was me. a stealing bases, though. I'm slow. I was going to say, I feel like they see me and they're like, this was my my side. What is yeah, he going to do? And then, yeah, you, know, yeah. you just see the right foot coming straight to your shin. Boom. Fucking using weapons and shit. <laughs> Sick ass fool. But with that being said, man, I mean, I'm glad that we got to get this interview in, bro. Um, is there any advice you could give me on this podcast game, bro? Is there anything you could you could give me to help grow, bro? Because, you know, to me, at least you're in a, you're in a level I would like to be. Right. And um, with all due respect, bro, I, I I see you now as someone I'm like, I, I guess you can say like a big homie in this game now. Because I'm, I'm, now that we're more in contact with each other, I'm definitely going to be asking you more questions on what facts, to do facts. and stuff like that. Um, um, but yeah. yeah, if you could shoot me some advice. Uh, right now, I'm posting three clips a day. Okay. So I don't post once a day. I post three times a day, 2 p.m., 3 p.m., 
and 4 p.m. typically, right? And I collab with whoever I'm posting with. So like tapping into other people's uh, audience is huge. Is huge. Um, I used to post once a day. I suppose I've tried it all 7 a.m., 12 p.m., 6 p.m. I've tried all these different algorithm things. And it comes down to like the first two seconds, the song you pick. Uh, you know, you got to be more strategic, the letters and shit like that, um, the captions. So posting as much as possible on every fucking like I post on Snapchat, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, threads. And I don't post to, to Twitter because that one for sure doesn't work for me. For some reason, I think my account is like blocked or some shit. Um, but just post as much post the clips, the clips. So if you put, people see you enough, you got to show okay, social media is, is like middle school food. Like if your homie moved and he didn't tell nobody in a couple of days, everyone forgot about him. Right? What happens to this? Oh, he moved. All right, fuck it. Let's move on to the next shit. You got to show up every day on social media. You got to show your face. You feel me? And for a long time, I also would post clips and not even put myself in the clip. You know, like I'm just like, nah, these fools like, but I started putting myself at least in the front of the clip in the beginning. So fools could recognize my face, put my logo on everything, you know, everything I post. And replying to people, you know, being humble and shit like that. But, like, I would suggest the main thing is to make a lot of clips and post every day. Well, I don't post on the weekends, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. The weekends doesn't work for me. For some reason, uh, when I post at fucking Saturday, Sunday, it just, it just doesn't work. All right, easy. We got to get on point, bro. We got to get the reels in, and I got to get good with the posting, too. What's so. your reels? So, timing for you, because this is always something we talk about, uh, timing, even just YouTube videos when you post the actual podcast. Right. Does it, for you, do you, did you find a time that really affects how many views you get because for us i feel like personally i don't think it really matters i think as long as you have good knowledgeable information on the podcast the right. views will come in yeah once you have people that are really fucking with you that no matter what time you post yeah you're gonna be on there but on youtube if you go to your analytics or whatever it'll tell you when people that are subscribed to you when they're on that's what he was showing me I the just other day yeah so mm-hmm. i just i just finally unlocked that feature let me tell you because you know it takes a while for you to finally see that it, yeah. it, it, youtube does not allow you to see that until you reach i think a certain number of maybe views i don't know i don't know but yeah, yeah, yeah i couldn't see that probably. for a long time until recently yeah and then um so what i do is i post on well i use anchor to broadcast my fucking pod on um apple Podcasts and spotify i release my episodes at six in the morning because in my head i'm thinking the people waking up i what's what i do I wake up in the morning, I take a shower, and I throw a podcast on while I'm in the shower getting ready. Mm. So for those people, they need something to listen to. So I post at 6 in the morning, right? I feel like mm-hmm. that's what 10 people mm-hmm. usually get up, right? I used to be a truck driver, so I used to post at 3 in the morning because that's the time I used to wake up to be a truck driver. And then on YouTube, I post my, my – I release my videos at 2 p.m. Okay. Also, on the drive home from work, you want to post something fresh. And for it to pop up to be one of the first things on your phone – uh, when you open your phone, if you post it at 6 a.m., it's not going to show up. There's all the fools, all the other people that, that you're subscribed to have, have already posted after you. So they're, that video is going to pop go up first. Yeah. Right? So you want to use those fucking impressions to your advantage and shit like that. But yeah, 2 p.m. or 3 p.m., I, I post Mondays. I have my interview show, which is a little out of podcast. I interview fools with interesting stories, entrepreneurs, people that I think are just have like, you know, something cool to say. Oh, yeah. And then on, uh, on Fridays, I might switch it to Thursdays. I might, I might switch, I release the episode today. But on Fridays, I have a comedy show called The Brown Militia where, I invite comedians or different podcasters, and we talk about current events, things that are going viral, and we make fun of it. So it's kind of like a Theo Vaughn type thing? Ah, I can't watch Theo Vaughn. I love Theo Vaughn clips, but watching a whole podcast for him, he's like, mm, well, you know, uh, well, one time, like, he, it's too <laughs> slow for me. It's too slow for me. But I'm it? saying it's, it's brown militia is kind of like similar to like how that, 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 like how they just pretty much cut the shit, chop it up. Yeah, stuff. but like brown militia is like, I invite at least two people. So it's usually mm. three, like yesterday we did four. Right, I did a comedian, three, two comedians, and a podcaster, and me, and fools that just are not afraid to say stupid shit, you know. Because I feel like to me, the Lit Outlet is an, an entertainment company. It's like MTV, BTV, each one. It's the way I see it. Where like I want to have a podcast every day, maybe two podcasts a day. I just don't have 
the people right now, the the staff to do that. But eventually, yeah, uh, eventually I will get to a point where I want to po- post like maybe two podcasts a day and then turn it up with the clips, maybe 10 clips a day. Because a lot of times you see these other these really big channels or the people have a lot of followers. They're yeah. posting like six, seven clips a day. And then sometimes dog, I'll, I'll do my fucking my thing. I'll post it at 2, 3 p.m. And then those those they got a thousand views on Instagram or 500 views. It just didn't work. And I used to get upset and like, fuck it, move on to the next one. Like, hurry up and just do another clip. And sometimes they'll hit and sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. And you just gotta, you know, put keep your head going. down, and keep going, keep going. Yeah. What do you think right. so far of my podcast, bro? I, I mean, like it, dog. I like it because I feel like uh, you're, you're. I I I relate with some of the shit you say because I'm not your typical fool. You feel me? Is that on recording? It just turned off. I think the the, the storage just fucking. Just keep going. We'll yeah, yeah, it's okay. This is the end anyway. <laughs> so, but yeah, you keep going for sure. Yeah. Um. So a lot of technical difficulties today, man. <laughs> It's all good. Boom. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I feel like you know, just want to keep posting that. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh. Oh no. No. But going to my podcast, what do you think of it so oh. far? Uh. So you remind me a little bit about me because I'm not your typical fool. Like I've been in jail. I'm a convicted felon, right? I've I've done whatever time in a not a lot of time. For I only did like three months, whatever. But, um. But I don't focus on that. You know, I like to grow as a, as a person. I feel like you're talking about money and politics and like a different point of view is always something fresh and i like it dog i like i like what you, any of the name latin wealth like it's dope you know so, no the latin wealth club let me correct that because there's actually an, another podcast called latin wealth okay latin, latin yeah. wealth, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, sure, be specific yeah. i gotta be I, I gotta say that bro because i don't want there to ever be um confusion copyright or anything like that in the yeah. future um but yeah it looks like we're outgrowing them though so you Ooh, know, not good. not trying to throw shade or nothing. It looks like we're outgrowing him. It looks like we're we're doing numbers on him, and he's actually yeah. been posting a lot more. And he probably has forty podcasts over us. So, yeah, you and know. I, and then I want to thank you for inviting me, dog. This is only the second podcast I've been on the guest on. Really? What? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing where like I'm, I wouldn't do every podcast, but I'll be down to be on more podcasts. Just yeah, because you know I like to talk and shit. But on my podcast, I let a lot. If you know, if you watch some of my podcasts, I'm not really talking that much. Yeah, I'm just asking questions, listening, trying to guide the conversation, but. You know, I'm not really. That's what I started doing. Yeah, I'm not really like talking my 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 ears off and shit, like talking people's ears off. You know, because if I invite you to my podcast, I want to hear your story. Yeah. You know? Well, that's definitely why I wanted to have you on, and that's another reason too. It's like I kind of feel the same way, man. I'm like, damn, I want to be on a podcast too. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of just being the interviewer. Like, I want to yeah. be, I want to be but, interviewed. Yeah, I think I think you know you'll get there. It's just like you know, people want to see some merit, want to see some achievements, so want to see, want to yeah. make sure that people what you're gonna say is gonna be. Oh dope, yeah. You feel me? Like. Well, and I'm barely getting to that point. You, and it's why? Why? Because I'm starting to get some success, right? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to be a little successful to be on there. Because there's yeah. fools that hit me up. I'm gonna be honest, dog. There's fools that hit me up. They want to be in the podcast, and they got no motion. They don't post. I don't like the style they post in. They're using too many filters. Their, their page looks kind of weird. And fools that if I interview somebody and I'm gonna, they're gonna gain way more than me by being on my podcast. I charge them for. I charge them like a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks, depending who the person is, just to be on it because I know the work I'm gonna do to this podcast, and they're gonna move up regardless. Now, obviously, I also don't pay people to come on my podcast, which is kind of contradicting. Uh, but the people who see value in my shit is the people I want in my podcast. I want you to be excited to be on, and you know that we're gonna be posting clips for some of my clips. Who like I, I'm still posting clips from an episode I did three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, like I do like eight, nine clips per episode, and I post one every other day for the, that person. I get sponsors. People sponsor my podcast. That's, that's been the how, biggest help. How do you find sponsors? I just hit them up. Like, okay. hey, hey, we're looking for a sponsor. 
I'm gonna leave your logo up on the ep- the full episode, and every time we post a reel, your 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 logo's gonna be on there. I'm gonna add you as a collaborator, and I'm gonna tag you in the caption. And how does the uh, pricing go? The same fool. Sometimes if it's a small company, it'd be like hundred bucks. If it's like you know per episode, or how many yeah. episodes does that include? Just one. Okay. I've offered people. It's like, hey, I'll, you can sponsor this whole month for like four thousand dollars if you want. The whole month will be yours. And then no one has no one has bid on that yet because I think there's these fools that do vlogs. I think they're called these fools, and they were like sponsored by Plug and Play. And they changed the name from their YouTube channel from these fools to it was called Plug and Play. And then every episode will start off with a fucking a commercial with them. And then like everything was sponsored by Plug and Play. And I'm sure they got a bag for that, you know. But um, that's yeah. kind of like selling your soul, though. <laughs> a little bit. Like I always I always feel weird too about like uh, getting sponsored by like a weed company or like an alcohol company because I don't do that. I don't really smoke weed or drink no more like that. So uh, I would never do that just because I wouldn't want to promote that. Exactly. So you know? I I like to use like small like a Chinese food. The Chinese Mr. shout out to Mr. Yu and uh fucking um in Claremont they sponsor like China, I love Chinese food so fucking I'm doing that one. Oh. <laughs> I, I did fucking uh I did who else who else has sponsored me fucking uh, straight royalty clothing um they did the Mariscos El Campeón in Southgate sponsored me uh you know small business I I really like to fuck with the small you know people. what. I appreciate that. No, because I do have a I do have a couple connections here in San Pedro when it comes to um, at least Italian restaurants. Because I used to work in the Italian. That was like my first job ever. Yeah. So you know what? I'm about to uh, call, give a couple calls out and see what, what especially we can do. especially if you're not even monetized yet, fool. Like if you want to do like fifty bucks, even twenty bucks, because I think you have to train your audience or your people to start giving you money. I have a Patreon worth a dollar, dollar to join the episode, uh, the Patreon, and you get to watch the episode early, like a day early, two days early. But like starting to train people to give you money. F- is i think important because you can't just start off like oh it's a thousand dollars like not nah, you gotta like all right 20 bucks i started with 50 bucks when my first my first sponsorship was 50 bucks an episode i'm up to like 200 300 right now nice you no know, as the numbers grow you can increase your price but i think a lot of fools want to off the gate you know get rich and i think you gotta start off slow. yeah no i'm gonna start i'm definitely gonna start off slow bro um but you know with that patreon man it's probably gonna have to work out and you know what to promote crypto i'm gonna uh you know we might have to do something where you donate in crypto and you know you get it a day early you yeah. know, yeah, I mean, just to promote the crypto that we're, we're, you know, promote that what we're promoting, you know, which is investing uh, in crypto, real estate, uh, stocks and stuff like that. Real estate we haven't touched on, but we've touched on uh, crypto and stocks. And uh, pretty much, bro, I started this because I wanted like Raza in our community to start investing money. Yeah. Stop holding cash and start putting your money to work for you. Right. Right. Going back to WFG and all that. Teaching well, up financial literacy. Huh? What branch of WFG were you? I was never in an actual branch. I was only 16. So you never joined? I time. never actually joined, but I set appointments and I actually got paid under the table. Oh, okay. So yeah, no, I actually I actually put in the footwork. So I do know how the system works and everything. I just didn't like the recruiting system. That's why I never really yeah, followed I was, through. I was really it. good at recruiting, too. I think my team, the biggest team I had was like 15 people at one point. I was, oh, just, I was just good at it, dog. And the only reason I got into it is because I was dating a girl who got into it. And then she got me into it. And then at the end of the day, I liked it more than she did. And I think we kind of broke up over it because I was like, you know, focus. focus, <laughs> focus. I, was, I was focused on the business more than focused on her because I saw the potential in it. You know, but yeah. at the end of the day, nobody wanted to buy life insurance, so it was, it was we're selling the product that nobody wanted. The, yeah. the supply wasn't, the demand wasn't there for the supply we had, right? But uh, we would stay late for the meetings, and our fucking like, you know, our fucking whatever CEO of our fucking team, yeah. or whatever, would like give these fucking badass speeches for. Oh yeah, it'll be twelve p.m. when we leave. I'm like, I'm ready to fucking go to war right now. Like, I gotta go to sleep. <laughs> But that fool was badass, and he drove Ferraris and Lamborghinis. That fool had a badass house. Like he was rich as fuck. Because obviously, is he, had, he still rich? Uh, that fool moved to Florida. Okay, uh, but he still runs the same team. I think he has like six hundred people on his team and shit like that. I still talk to fools that are still part of it. The fools that, that will never give up on that shit. And I know fools that have left too. But like, um, you know, if it works for you, it works for you. I feel like I got what I what I needed from it. You know, the two years I was in there, 
and then I bounced. I got yeah. out. With me, on the other hand, I kind of, I would say, accidentally fell into it, but the tools it gave me definitely changed my life. Yeah, some good shit, dog. They yeah. taught me all about like self improvement. Yeah, hell yeah. But with that being said, man, this is the end of the podcast. Is there any final words you want to say, bro? Uh, nah, man. Just check out the channel. It's called The Lit Outlet. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe, like, leave a lot of comments. And the comments are very important, especially if you fuck with this podcast. Uh, leave lots of comments. Make sure you guys like all the time because that's a that's a way you can support the channel for free. Just click on the fucking button and you can support that shit. I appreciate that. Cause I and then also, too, if you guys are watching this shit and you're a big fan of this shit, make sure every single time it pops up on your fucking feed, you click on it, dog. Don't be like, I'll watch it later. Watch it for five, ten minutes or put it off put it off to the side and then go back and rewatch it again because every time you scroll away from it, it tells YouTube, like, oh, no one likes this shit. They scrolled Ooh. away. They scrolled away. They, they, the impression didn't count. It didn't click, you know? So if you guys see this shit, just click on it and watch it for a few minutes, even if you're going to come back to watch it later. That's I what I recommend to the followers. I appreciate that, bro. And I actually have to do a better job of reminding people. And that's one thing I, I always forget. Because sometimes in interviews, I just jump right into it. You know what I'm saying? I'm so excited. I just jump yeah, right too, into me it. Too, me too. Yeah, sometimes I forget to say that shit. And it sounds corny sometimes, but like, you got to remind people, hey, take a second to right now, go down there, click this like button, come back up. Let's keep, let's keep going with the show. For sure, man. Well, thank you very much. Uh, thank I you for coming you. on, Bo. And uh, giving, also giving us the opportunity. Because like you said, sometimes, you know, when you when you feel like it'll benefit me more than it benefit you, you'll charge. And you didn't charge me, bro. So yeah, no, no, no. I appreciate. <laughs> no, I just want to say that right now, bro. I appreciate that. Um, but with that being said, this is the end of the podcast. All money and no money out. Stay dedicated. Stay motivated. And we'll see you on the next one, Latin Wealth Club. Don't be a little bitch.